Want to go see your favorite college or pro team? Go to TickSplits. TickSplits provides you with the same great seats, but without the service fees. Use promo code WAR and save 5% off on all purchases at TickSplits.com or on the TickSplits app. That's promo code WAR, W-A-R-R, for 5% off on great seats to all of your favorite events. Remember, TickSplits provides you with the same great seats, but without the service fees. That's TickSplits, T-I-X-V-L-I-T-Z.com. Visit today. Welcome to the Monday edition of Second City Sports. We're live and in live because of the last show of Black History Month right here on Sports Zone Chicago. All I want to miss Lakina McGee, which is she. I am Cindy Brown. Hey, that's me. You can follow yours truly on the Twitter and the IG at SidKid80. Once again, that's SidKid80. That's S-I-D-K-I-D-80. That's S-I-D-K-I-D-80. Follow me at Keenan McGee on the Twitter and at Keenan McGee on the IG. Make sure you download that Sports Zone Chicago app. You want to know why? Because we said so. That's why. And also, too, you can catch any of our five live shows, including this one, Second City Sports. If you happen to miss them, you can watch them and listen to them at your own leisure. Once again, make sure you download that Sports Zone Chicago app today. And speaking of Sports Zone Chicago, you can follow them on all social media platforms: Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, being YouTube at Sports Zone Chicago. Once again. At, at Sports on Chicago on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. If you want to catch up the, the podcast version of this program, Second City Sports, you can do so by subscribing to War on Anchor. We're available on all podcast platforms, including that iHeartRadio app. Make sure you type this in your search engine boxes on those podcast platforms. You ready? W-A-R-R on Anchor. One more again, as you kids would say. W-A-R-R on Anchor. And you can follow War Media on all social media platforms at Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. Once again, at WAR Media on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. And thank you very much in advance for your support. Like, share, subscribe, and tell your friends. We are unapologetically fun, and we have very different opinions. If you have an opinion about any of our topics that we're going to cover today during our two-hour extravaganza, you can you can go to Sports on Chicago's Facebook page or Sports on Chicago on YouTube. Type in questions or comments in the comment section. Look in, and we'll get them up on the screen for you. Or you decide to troll or disrespect or just do something stupid, Lakina, I uh, give uh, Lakina the full permission to give you the bill and be a boot. Bye bye. I love when I say that. <laughs> One of our main topics coming up on today's show, we'll talk about the MLB lockout. Today is quote unquote D Day, uh, regarded by the owners of Major League Baseball. They're forcing the players to come up uh, agree on the deal today if anything happens uh, doing this two-hour extravaganza we'll let you know before we check up out of here right now they are still talking which is a very good sign we were talking about this before we went on live lakina uh we'll, we'll we'll see what happens the last few days have been productive quote unquote but we'll see what happens uh going on if anything happens down there in the state of florida regarding to this lockout we'll give you the latest news uh, on that situation. Lakina, let's kick off our number one of Second City Sports here in Sports on Chicago by discussing the Chicago Bulls. The 39 and now 22 Chicago Bulls, 
Their six-game winning streak was snapped as the Memphis Grizzlies came to the UC on Saturday night and destroyed the Chicago Bulls despite the final score, 116 to 110. John Morant, your underground candidate for MVP, poured in 46 points, including a couple of spectacular plays. DeMar DeRozan led the Bulls with 31, even though he struggled through most of that game. Zach Levine did his thing as uh, as he had 28 points on 9 and 19 shooting, including 3 from 3 from 3-point range. But Lakina, as we break down this game, I saw something that has been a, a problem all year, and it continued uh, to, uh, and it got exposed again on Saturday night, in particular John Moran. He darted through the middle like it was no one's business. And no one's the scene. I'm not saying uh, do any rough play here, but – uh, the Bulls decided just to let them go through and the score at will, along with other uh, players as well, Jaron Jackson Jr. and others just go down the middle with no regard for stopping them. It, it just didn't make any sense to me. Well, this is when you don't have Caruso, who is your defensive stopper. You don't have Lonzo Ball, who can you know defend up the middle and then such. So this is why... You know, they're not at full string as the Bulls are. And, look, he, I think what John scored, I think, like, 20, like, eight points or something like that in the second half. Mm -hmm. I guess he got inspired by, I guess they did a video montage of Jordan and some of his greatest plays. And apparently he admitted in the post game that he, that kind of woke him up a little bit because he had, he kind of struggled early on in the first half. Now, of course, you know, Stephen Adams, who apparently plays like Will Chamberlain when he's playing the Bulls, but, you know, <laughs> Vooch, you know, Vooch didn't have, you know, no answer for, neither did, you know, Tristan Thompson. So, but I think this sort of, this, this show that, you know, exposed the Bulls for what it is. Hopefully, you know, the good news that we saw, um, the various tweets from various Bulls beat, beat writers earlier at practice, you know, Caruso, who happy birthday, by the way, he's 28 today. Um, he happy birthday to Mr. Um, Caruso. Yeah, he actually has his sleeve off his wrist. He's now doing, you know, light drills. So maybe, hopefully, he can come back within the next week or two, perhaps. Mm -hmm. um, there's no, there's been no update on Lonzo Ball yet, but hopefully, you know, that'll, you know, that also he'll also be cleared, you know, for contact and such. So hopefully, we'll see him within the next two or three weeks. You know, Patrick Williams, you know, we although again, same thing, he hasn't been clear for any, you know, activities yet, but you know, he has sort of been moving around and you know, Coach Donovan says he's progressing well. And and look, I think we need those, you know, I think the Bulls need them back because I think they show that they are deficient. And some of the good teams, you know, like the Grizzlies can expose that. So I, I, like I said, I'm not worried. I know, of course, you know, Bulls Twitter was in full force. You know, like, oh, you know, Booch, okay, Booch had his struggles. He only scored 11, had 11 mm -hmm. points, and still had 12 wheels. So he still had a double double. You know, he said, oh, he's a bomb again. You know, get rid of him. You know, Zach Levine kicked in with 28 points. IO, I think people need to remember he didn't, you know, he was, he struggled. Mm -hmm. People forget. You need to remember he is still a rookie, folks. So I think people need to kind of, you know, get him off his back. He didn't score any points. He kind of definitely had his struggles, couldn't get any shots off. Um, and, and such. So, yeah, I, look, I'm not worried about the Bulls. I mean, they play Miami tonight. Miami's going to be without a couple of their, you know, their top guys. Kyle Lowry is out, and they're going to be out a few other guys as well. Peter Oladipo hasn't been cleared to play yet either. So, he hasn't, I don't, I don't think he's played yet since he got traded there. So, it's sort of one of those things where you kind of like, okay, maybe the Bulls can sneak in one tonight. And getting back to that Grizzlies game last Saturday, we mentioned uh, Tristan Thompson in 16 minutes of actually he had five points and four rebounds, but it was his energy that brought the Bulls back in that fourth quarter. It started to wake up DeMar DeRozan and Zach Levine as well. Lakina, as, as I, I said to someone on, um, on Twitter offline, 
uh, that uh, the Bulls, uh, Tristan Thompson is going to help this team, and he's the the presence that uh, from the interior defensively that this Bulls team needs. But you can't play him 20, 25 minutes. He's, he's not he's not young anymore. He's not real old either, but he uh, – uh, he, he just doesn't have it as much anymore. It, and, and it's up to other people to step in and step up. I like Javante Green. You know how much I like him. But he's just undermanned and trying to uh, um, bring that intensity every night. He's a 6'5", um, 6'6", guy. You're guarding folks like Giannis, who's 6'11". Six, and you're guarding Jaron Jackson Jr., who's a, a tall beast as well. Uh, it's always so much a, a, a guy that size in green that, that he can guard those uh, bigger guys. And Vucevic, he's got to play some sort of defense. Looking, I know he's an offensive guy. We talked about it before. But can I get just a little defense, just a little bit from him? That's just a little? His, I don't think that's too much game. to ask. Well, I mean, it's never really been his game. I mean, I think, you know, I think Luch has never been like a defender. So he's got other players behind him. You know, you got, that's why he brought in Tristan Thompson to kind of be that sort of defensive guy in the interior. Because that's mm-hmm. never been Vooch's game. It never has been. So, look, I, this is one of those losses where you look, you kind of, you know, you, you put it to the side and you look, you're 39 and 22. You know, every other. The good news is that, you know, more than enough Eastern Conference teams have struggled, you know, since the break. It's coming back from the break, I should say. So, I'm not worried about the Bulls. Like, like I said, they got a they got good ones done against Miami. They're also, you know, undermanned for other reasons. But, you mm-hmm. know, like I, this is sort of one of those games where he kind of just, you know, puts it aside and you just burn the tape because, like, they had their chances to win that game. I mean, you know, they had their struggles, you know, in the last few minutes the Grizzlies did, but the Bulls just weren't able to capitalize. The Rose had an open shot at a three, you know, but thought it was foul. He was fouled. You know, they lost. The, the, the calls in that game were just atrocious. You know, the list, yeah. like, don't get me started on that. You know, the referee in general has been, you know, have been questioned has been questionable this year and i i feel like you know i'm not you don't want to blame the refs but i kind of i, I kind of feel like they didn't help matters i'll say that and look let, let's put it like this i mean they had the bulls had their chance to win that game they just couldn't capitalize uh wrapping up our recap of last saturday's night nice loss to the grizzlies besides john Morin pouring in 46 points Steven Adams, as you mentioned, he had 12 points and 21 rebounds in 35 minutes of action. Jared, Jack- Jared Jackson Jr. had eight points and four rebounds. And Desmond Bain struggled from the field, only four and 18 shooting, one of seven from three-point range. Like you said, the Bulls had their chances. They just couldn't shut down John Moran and, and Steven Adams. At least good news for Steven, Steven Adams. Tony Bradley wasn't in the ball game, so he had to pick him up and throw him in the fifth row. <laughs> Thank goodness. I think that's probably that might have been why uh, Coach Duffy decided not to play yeah. him. So that might have been one of the reasons. Yeah, but yeah, I mean, like, I think we'll just put a capper on this game. I mean, mm-hmm. okay, yeah, yes, you, you lose a season series. You, you know, okay, you probably won't see him again. You won't see him again unless you guys meet in the finals. So you know, just you know, put this on the back burner and just you know, just you know, just just lock it away and you know, burn the tape. That's all I can do with this game. You're listening to Second City Sports, the Monday edition right here on Sports on Chicago. We're live in 11 colors. Sid Lakina here with you as we talk Bulls. We'll have our NBA discussion coming up. But first, we'll preview tonight's game between the Bulls and the Heat. They, they, the time for that game, I believe, is at 6.30. Yeah, 6.30 p.m. Chicago mm-hmm. time. You can watch that game locally on NBC Sports Chicago, nationally on NBA League Pass. I know there's um, Bally Sports Sun down there. You good folks in Florida, if you folks in Miami happen to watch this program right now. Uh, Lakina, what what are you looking forward to tonight's game? I know you mentioned that the Heat are going to uh, miss some key players. Yeah, they are. Um, Kyle Lowry's out, you know, due to personal reasons. Ol- Oladipo is still nursing that uh, that uh, foot injury, so he's he's out again. You know, 
the, you know, Marquise Moore is also out as well. So, you know, the, the, you know, the he's going to be, uh, you know, under man as well. So, you know, this is sort of the, a chance for the Bulls. I know they're going to want that, you know, get that taste of the Grizzlies game out of their mouth. So I, I'm thinking that maybe, you know, this should be a really good one tonight. I, I know our girl, Alana Tekire, who is the residential Heat fan, if you will, I know she's going to be looking forward to this game. And of course, like, you know, they're going to be, uh, both teams are going to be kind of like, you know, under man. So even though it's still, she should be a good one regardless. So you still got Jimmy Butler and also Bam, I'm sure, because Bam did not play in that previous meeting against the Bulls. So I'm sure he's going to mm-hmm. want to, you know, get it, you know, get his going too, because he's been doing pretty well since coming back from break. Tyler mm-hmm. Hero, you know, that should be a fun one. You know, him, I'm sure he and, Io will probably be you know facing each other and also Zach as well, so that should be a fun one. We comes off the bench, yo hero. So th- this should be a really good one. And look, could this be a, perhaps a preview of a Eastern you know Eastern Conference playoff game, whether it's the semis or the finals? Who knows? But you know this should be a fun one. You know, though yes, you know, yes, they're both going to be undermanned, but it's just going to be a fun one tonight. Yeah, as we talked about before all season, Lakino on this show, Eric Spolstra, the head coach of the Heat, you have to give him credit. I think he's doing his best job over the last couple of years. He doesn't have the sexy names that uh, lights up uh, social media or lights up your TV screen as far as commercials are concerned. Yes, you, you still have former Bull Jimmy Butler, but you mentioned Bam Adebayo, Tyler Harrell, and uh, Duncan Robinson. Those guys fit their specific roles and they, and they play their parts too close to perfection. So, and we'll review the rest of the weekend in the association coming up, but you saw some of that on Friday as they defeated the New York Knicks uh, in front of a national audience. And uh, this Heat team is is very good defensively, and they're going to get after the Bulls. You've seen that in the in the previous two meet, two games so far this season. And so, and yet also watch out for Gabe Vincent. He had a big game mm-hmm. here in Chicago early in the season. So you still have no name players that could come up and and, and score big time points in big time situations. So it's not going to be easy for the Bulls tonight. I know it's not a fair judgment, as you said, because both teams have key players missing from the lineups. But as I said early in the season, should these two teams meet in the playoffs, it's going to go seven games, perhaps six. Yeah, they'll, they've won. So we're going to get a taste of it tonight. Yeah, nine. You know, they've won nine of the last ten that he has. So I'm mm-hmm. sure the Bulls will love to kind of, you know, put a damper. They're on a three-game uh, winning streak, so yeah, I'm sure they would love to. The Bulls would love to kind of put a, a damper on that tonight. And you know, look, I think the Heat's Heat's one of those teams where I think I don't. I know Cleveland that's gotten you know sort of the, the Raptors being the surprise team in the East, but I think Miami mm-hmm. is because no one thought that Miami would be like the number one seed as of this recording in the East right now with all the injuries and the COVID issues that they've had. I know the, the Bulls have had a lot of attention because of their because they've had similar issues, but Miami, mm-hmm. you know, as you said, I think I'm sure Eric Spolstra is probably one of the leaders in the clubhouse for Coach of the Year because of everything mm-hmm. that they've went through. You know, Jimmy being hurt and you know Bam may have had issues, injury issues earlier this earlier on this season. You know, the COVID issues and such. So, but they they've been able to play very well. You had Tyler, you got Tyler Hero, you got Marquise Morris, you've got other guys, you know, stepping up and. You know, Gabe Vincent, like you said, said he's been kind of like that, you know, the guy off the bench, sort of like one of the unsung heroes of this, you know, of this Heat team. So this mm-hmm. is going to be a tough one for the Bulls. And look, you know, the, the first two meetings were tough. So, yeah, now granted, yeah. I think the earlier ones, you know, I think Jimmy didn't play the, the second one. I know that in a couple of others, you know, the Bulls weren't at full strength. So it's still, that's still the case this time. But again, it should be, it should be a lot of fun. I mean, I'm sure, you know, Jimmy always loves playing the Bulls, you know, one of his, you know, one of his former teams. And also, too, I'm sure, you know, DeMar could still, you know, perhaps maybe, you know, keep that streak of scoring 30-plus points. I know Zach 
that last Miami Heat meeting, uh, Zach did not play. So I don't know if you know, Zach's going to want to you know, put on a little bit of a show too tonight. So look, there's going to be a lot of guys that are going to be, yes, they're going to both, both teams are still going to be not at full strength, but they've got the, the stars and such. And it should be a fun one. I feel like I'm surprised this game is not on national television, but it is what it is. But it's because, you know, this could be a preview of one of Eastern Conference uh, playoff uh, game, playoff round series, I should say. Once again, that game can be seen tonight locally here in Chicago at 6.30 p.m. on NBC Sports Chicago, nationally on NBA League Pass. You're listening to Second City Sports, the Monday edition, live in the 11 color, right here on Sports on Chicago. Sid Lakina here with you. As we continue our basketball power hour, let's get into the rest of the association, the best and worst from the weekend, Lakina. Let's start out with the Los Angeles Lakers, and they lose a to? close one on Friday to, to the last. Do we have they yeah, <laughs> I know. We won't spend uh, the whole hour on it, I promise you that. So, But uh, the Los Angeles Lakers lose a close one to the in-city mm-hmm. rivals, the Clippers, on Friday. Uh, I don't want to get into that play where LeBron James stepped out of bounds. It took a half hour to uh, review that. <laughs> That's why we yeah. have a review system for it. Oh, you have a time gosh. limit. He stepped out of bounds. What the hell is going on there? <laughs> but anyway, uh, the Lakers lost a close one on Friday to the Clippers. And then, of course, last night, uh, they got booed off their home yes. court, and rightfully so. Uh, losing to New Orleans Hornets, one twenty-three to ninety-five. Lakina, I know New Orleans. We talked about in our last show last week that they're going through their own issues with Zion Williamson, and they're asking fans to pay up their money for next year's season tickets. And I mean, Mr. Williamson was not mentioned in their advertising package. Mm-hmm. But are you going to sit there and tell me that the Pelicans are that much better than the Lakers, given the Lakers' struggles? No. Uh, for the few minutes that I watched the game live last night. It looks like the Lakers' hearts weren't even in it. They, they walked around, shoulders slumped, and they felt sorry for themselves. It, it, it was one of those things where I believe I saw a clip on social media that was making rounds that Jeannie Buss, you know, was leaving, you know, like halfway through the third quarter. Mm-hmm. I know she was getting sick and tired of it. I, look, I didn't watch the game, but you kind of tell that, you know, they're, they're sort of, you know, many of them, not all, because, you know, LeBron's going to, LeBron's LeBron. He's going to, you know, put it every, you know, out there every single night, you know, even gets a 36 mm-hmm. It seems like nobody else to see does seem to be doing that. I mean, Carmelo has kind of pulled back a little bit. He was good 13. Russell Westbrook, I mean, you know, 0 for 2 from three-pointer. It, it's just – and Austin Reeves is going back to kind of going, going back to the mean obscurity. Trevor, you know, Ariza, what happened to him? And, oh, this is – you know, he wanted to come back here, but unfortunately mm-hmm. he's not he's not contributing. Dwight Howard, I think, is a shell of himself. And, you know, mm-hmm. just the – you know, the, a lot of, you know, you know cast-offs, you know, off the list, you know, Wayne Ellington, you know, you know Malik Monk hasn't been a factor these last few games, even before the break. So it's definitely one of those things you're you're, you're kind of like, wait, what what's going on here? And heads are rolling, I'm sure in in Los Angeles. And you know, you you, you look, we've seen you know, Laker legends are, are chiming in. You know, you know, Magic Johnson. You know, Magic mm-hmm. has you know had his you know saying about it. You know, we all know we all saw what James Worthy said. You know, last you know a couple of weeks back before the break. You know, basically saying that they're a disgrace you know, to the uh, Lakers organization. So it's sort of one of those things where you're, you're, you're kind of just like, you just gotta, I, I, don't, I don't know. I mean, you're getting like 20, you know, listen, like 21 games that the Lakers have. And, you know, they're kind of, they're still right there in like the, you know, the play in the West, but you got to think that they need to get it together and they better get it together quick or else, you know, it's gonna, it, it, it's gonna be a long off season for the Lakers. Now the Pelicans, I mean, they, they've been playing okay lately, but mm-hmm. like you said, Sid, they, they're they're intense. I mean, they pass, uh, they're they're tied with Portland, but I guess you know percentage points. That's why they're ahead of Portland right now for that last spot mm-hmm. in the play-in. But 
you know, you're seriously saying that he goes, Zion, you know, I, look, we, who knows what's going on with that whole Zion situation. I mean, it's sort of one of those things you're kind of like, okay, well, what's, what's, what's the real issue here? And, you know, I, I just think, you do really think that, you know, you're going to stand here and tell me that the Pelicans are better than the Lakers? No, no. Look, CJ <laughs> McCollum, I know, look, I know, I know he's doing his best. You know, he's leading the, he led the way, you know, he's been, they actually play pretty well since he got traded there. Brandon Ingram is a really solid young player. They got other great young players on that staff, you know, Tony Snell still around. So, you know, go figure there, but, like, <laughs> I, but right. I mean, but yeah, I, I don't, I don't know. I mean, this whole thing with the Lakers is just, I know we're up going up against it, but you know, give, your, give us your quick thoughts right quick on the Lakers and the Pelicans. Uh, as you know, I listen to a whole bunch of uh, out-of-town radio via my cell phone, <laughs> via mm-hmm. this computer screen. Mm-hmm. And I know I know, longtime uh, sports columnist Bill Plasky, uh, he was doing an mm-hmm. interview on a local L.A. sports radio station last week. He, he wrote a column uh, talking about trade LeBron James. I don't think that's going to happen. We talked about this before, Lakina, especially early in the season uh, with Frank Vogel, the head coach, would be fired. Uh, they still may be in play. I know that's not the talk right now, but we talked about this too last week, Lakina, uh, coming off of mm-hmm. All-Star Weekend. LeBron James was mentioning other general managers because current Lakers GM Rob Perlinka did make a move, i.e. trade Russell Westbrook. And LeBron James, we all know he's a me-first guy. He's a passive-aggressive person. And uh, he basically threw Rob Perlinka under the bus. Should mm-hmm. this team not make the playoffs, who pays the price? Perlinka, Frank Vogel, or both? I think both. I think it's the coaching and look, he's got look. They will win a title, you know, in the in the bubble. But mm-hmm. the problem is at this point that you know it, it's not working. Whatever you know, Coach Vogel is you know is you know teaching and you know saying it, it's not it's not you know it's not clicking with you know certain mm-hmm. players. And excuse me, as far as Palenka is concerned, I mean, you know, yeah, LeBron, you know, helped kind of put these guys together, but. You know, Palenka is at the point in his career where he could have just told told LeBron, no, like this guy's not going to fit and blah, blah, blah. So the fact that, you know, I think both share some sort of the blame because I, I think, think that, look, they're, they're, these guys just don't mesh well together. And we were we said that when we did our preview that this was going to be sort of the big issue. Would mm-hmm. these guys mesh? And, and unfortunately, we're, we're, we're seeing that that's not the case. We'll review ABC's Saturday night primetime game between the Brooklyn Nets and the Milwaukee Brooks. And plus, their doubleheader action yesterday was solid as well, at least the second game, the Jazz and Suns game. <laughs> and we have news on Kyrie Irving's future playing in NYC. And also, we'll get into some college basketball as well. As you continue to listen, this is Second City Sports. We're live in the 11 color, Second City Sports. I'm Sid. That's Lakina. We'll see you on the flip side. AutomotiveMap.com presents the Sports Flash on the Sports Zone Chicago. Throws it, foul line left, got it, got it, foul, DeMar DeRozan with the hoop, the horn, and one. Bulls radio with the call, 112-108 the win over the Hawks last night. Chicago 39-21 and with the win. DeMar DeRozan, 37 points, 6 rebounds, 3 assists. Nikola Vukovic with a double-double. Nice night for Zach Levine with 20 points. The Bulls host the Grizzlies tomorrow night. Chicago on top of the Eastern Conference by a half game over the Heat. Wins in 7 of 10 and 6 in a row. The Blackhawks are winless in 3. They're back at it tonight hosting the Devils. Chicago's last game was Sunday, a 5-2 home loss against Florida. College Chiefs last night, number 22, Ohio State with an 86-83 win at number 15, Illinois. The Illini and I are 12 and 5, second in the Big Ten, chasing Wisconsin and Purdue. They're both 13 and 4. For lightning fast sports updates, download the Score app. It's free and one of the most popular sports apps in North America.
I'm Chuck Sanders. That's the Sports Flash on the Sports Zone Chicago. Welcome to Allstate, where you can save just by being you. DriveWise and the Allstate mobile app gives you personalized driving feedback. And by adding it to your policy, you can save for driving safe just by being yourself. Allstate. Here, better protection costs a whole lot less. You're in good hands with Allstate. Click, call, or visit Allstate.com to save today. Not available in every state. Savings based on DriveWise and other safe driving discounts. Savings vary. Subject to terms and conditions. Allstate Fire and Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates Northbrook, Illinois. We've got a party of 10 coming in, and we need to flip those two tables. Leah's restaurant is fully booked night after night. Section 3 is still behind. She no longer has reservations about finally finding a hostess. Why doesn't 23 have menus? Oh, those are in my hand. Indeed can help her hire great people fast. I need Indeed. Indeed you do. Instant Match instantly connects you with quality candidates whose resumes on Indeed match your sponsored job description. Visit Indeed.com slash credit and get $75 towards your first sponsored job. Terms and conditions apply. Welcome back to Second City Sports, the Monday edition. We are live in Living Color right here on Sports Zone. Chicago Silicon here with you as we continue to talk about the NBA at large in our basketball power hour. Lakina, let's review the uh, best games from this past weekend. We'll start out with the Saturday night primetime game on ABC. It was the Brooklyn Nets undermanned, uh, defeating the Milwaukee Bucks to the defending champs, 126-123. to Kyrie Irving led the way with 38 points, including 14 and 26 shooting. Seth Curry had 19 points, including 4 and 8 from downtown. On the flip side for the Bucks, Giannis Antetokounmpo had 29 points and 14 rebounds. Bobby, Bobby Portis, former Chicago Bull, had 30 points on the 8 of 14 shooting from downtown. Chris Milton, the, the second banana on the Bucks, added 25. Brooklyn yeah, this is a- hung in tough and came out there with the win. Yeah, you know, Brooklyn has looked really good, even though, yes, they're still under man. And the fact that they were able to pull that out and make some big shots late. You know, against the Warriors of all teams, of course, you know, there were some struggles from the, you know, from the field, but, you know, Brooklyn, I mean, the Bucks, I should say, sorry, uh, you know, Kyrie, you know, 38 points. I mean, the fact that they were able to kind of pull it off late, I mean, I think no one thought that maybe they could win this game, but, you know, the Nets, I think, you know, again, Ben Simmons, we'll get to him in a second because there's some stuff that came out about that. I got my old conspiracy theories about that. <laughs> you, yeah, you're you know, the only one. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, and you know, Seth Curry, you know, Seth Curry had 19 points. So he's been kind of sort of been helping out since that, since that trade with the Sixers. And look, they've looked really good. Like Andre Drummond, you know, made some, you know, big, you know, made a big stop, you know, to kind of, you know, keep the, the Nets hang on. And look, it's sort of one of those things where I think they're doing what they can. And I think they're starting to kind of figure it out once Simmons does play, whenever that is, you know, maybe they can kind of, you know, maybe put together a run. Yeah, like I said, Brooklyn will be a better team once Kevin Durant gets back. Uh, it's, it looks like it's going to be later on this week. We'll see. Yep. Uh, we'll see it where's uh, going on with that. And Ben Simmons, I'm sure as you know what he's going to play after March 10th. The reason why we throw out that date because they go play Philadelphia in Philadelphia, and Ben Simmons That's... does not want none of that heat. Uh, allegedly, 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 allegedly. Yeah, <laughs> but we'll see what happens with that. But as we, as I said before, Lakino on our last couple of shows, once Durant gets back and he sells in his role as the leader of the team uh things should fall in place for brooklyn now as far as Kyrie Evans concerned i know new york city mayor eric adams i believe that's his name mm-hmm. and he said that um they're, they're rolling back on the mandates just like most of the uh 
most of the states here in the United States uh, due to the COVID-19 pandemic. But he said it's still a, a, a stipple on Kyrie Irving playing uh, in New York City. So we'll see how that situation comes about. And so if Kyrie Irving can play full time, this next team will be even better. Well, and the thing is, I think, you know, they've some some businesses have already said that they're going to keep the mandates. And I think that's the case mm -hmm. with the Barclays Center. So I think that's probably why they have not decided mm -hmm. whether or not that they're going to, you know, do away with the mandates like everything else. So some businesses are, might they might be lifted. They might not the vaccine, the mask mandate. So we'll just have to wait and see. Yeah, uh, and I wonder about that with the United Center in Chicago because they followed the guidelines from the city of Chicago. Of course, the city of Chicago has lifted it as of today, like in, in most places. Will the United Center keep that mandate on or will they lift it just like the city did? That, that That's going to be another question as well that has to be answered here because the Bulls have a game there on Friday against the Milwaukee Bucks. I believe the Blackhawks have a home game Thursday against Edmonton, mm -hmm. I believe. Yes, so yeah. we'll see if that mandate is still on or, or did they lift it along with the city? Well, I think some, like I said, I think some businesses are going to keep the, keep the mandates. Maybe not necessarily the vax mandates, but probably the mask mandates. So it really depends. Mm -hmm. I would say to maybe just call ahead to your business or if you're more comfortable wearing a mask, look, I'm still going to wear my mask in you know, certain spots, you know, just because I don't trust some of y'all just saying, but uh <laughs> But uh, I, I mean, look, you know, just do do what you do, do what you want. But yeah, I think I think I think we'll have our answer within the next week or two. Okay. And back to on the court action. Let's go back to Friday's action. The Minnesota Timberwolves they hosted the Philadelphia 76ers. Of course, it was the debut of one Mr. James Harden in the Sixers uniform. He nearly missed the triple double, but he had 27 points off of 12 assists and eight rebounds as part of a 133 to 102 victory. Lakina, I'm not surprised by this. James Harden, when things don't go his way, he pouts and he goes through the motions and wants to get whatever he wants. It's worked in two places. They went away from Houston and mm -hmm. Brooklyn. So far, not a surprise. He's off to a great start with Mr. Joel and being in Philadelphia. I know some people say it's Minnesota, but Minnesota's actually been pretty solid this year. So I think mm -hmm. we'll give a give a little bit of love to Minnesota in that sense. I mean, uh, both him and Embiid and Tyrese Maxwell all scored 25 plus points. It's only the second time this season that the Sixers had a trio that did that. So, you know, could there be perhaps, you know, uh, maybe a, a big three brewing? You know, that might be a little quick to to say that right now, but they look mm -hmm. they look really good. I mean, you look Minnesota. Like I said, Minnesota is actually a pretty decent team. So I know that's not a not the best test, but you know, they, they look, you know, we'll see how they mesh. I think apparently, I guess, you know, Harden, you know, like, you know, it seems like he was wearing a fat suit. He said, Oh, you know what? I'm all, you know, he's skinny and he's, you know, playing <laughs> like, you know, like the Harden that we know and love. So, you know, I, I guess it, it, you know, it, it, well, we'll get to the next game in a second, but yeah, it, it is what it is, but it's just crazy. <laughs> uh, one team that uh, had a bounce back, um, a bounce back game yesterday. That was the Dallas Mavericks defeating the mm -hmm. Golden State Warriors. That was the first game of the ESPN doubleheader from last night. The Mavericks uh, come from behind to defeat the Warriors 107 to 101 after trailing by 20 points. Lakina, just like everybody else, I turned away from this game. I said Golden State's had this one. And of course, I turned back. Dallas was up by five points when uh, with the seconds remaining. Uh, Luka Doncic had a, a monster game again. Uh, uh, but it was a big win for Dallas after losing a close one at Utah on Friday. Yeah, they're, they're kicking themselves. And I know that Lucas said he wasn't very happy with that. So, but the fact that you know, he scored 34 and uh, Dinwiddie had the, the 20.
Yeah, as you mentioned, Lakina, uh, it's the superstar, it's the role players of the Dallas Mavericks that came through in the game against the Golden State Warriors last night, the defeating defeating the Warriors by six. As you mentioned, Luka Doncic had a big game with 34 points. Jalen Brunson had eight points off a of four and nine shooting. Uh, Reggie Bullock had 12 points off a of four eight shooting from downtown, and also to uh. Finney had 14 points and nine rebounds. And off the bench, Spencer did really, as you mentioned, had 24 points off of 10 of 14 shooting, including 10 of 14, two of four, sorry, from three point range. And the Dallas Mavericks now are 36 of 25 on the year. The Golden State Warriors are still holding on to that top spot in the Western Conference with a 43 and 18 record as they battle the Phoenix Suns for that top spot in the Western Conference. And speaking of the Phoenix Suns, yesterday uh, they lose a heartbreaker to the Utah Jazz, 118-114 to 114 in that second game of that ABC doubleheader yesterday. Uh, Donovan Mitchell, Rudy Gobert leading the way for the Utah Jazz as the Jazz improved their record to 38-22 and 22 on the season. Donovan Mitchell had 26 points, including 6 of 11 from downtown. He had a big-time three-point shot. Uh, under a minute to go to separate the Jazz from the Phoenix Suns. Rudy Gobert, the stifle tower, the three-time defensive player of the year. He has 16 points and 14 rebounds and 25, 29 minutes of action. Ryan O'Neal, the starting power forward for the Jazz, had nine points and two assists. And coming off the bench, uh, Jordan Clarkson had 22 points off of 10 and 17 shooting, including two of seven for three-point range in 26 minutes of action on the flip side for the Phoenix Suns, Jamison Crowder, who uh, had a bad turnover uh, in the last five seconds of the game, he had 16 points, including four eight shooting from downtown. He had a three pointer late to draw the Suns closer, but Phoenix just couldn't get over the hump. Remember, the Phoenix Suns are playing without Chris Paul, Devin Booker in 40 minutes, 40 minutes of action had 30 points off of 12 or 24 shooting, including four to eight. From downtown, Miles uh, uh, Bridges had 11 points off the 38 minutes of tick. And coming off the bench, the Phoenix Suns only had 11 points total off the bench. Uh, the most productive guy off their bench was JaVale McGee, their backup big man. He had four points in seven rebounds and 14 minutes of action. So the Phoenix Suns um, failed to close out the Utah Jazz yesterday. As as I mentioned, the Warriors in the Utah the Warriors in the Phoenix Suns are battling for the top two spots in the Western Conference. Other games of note from last night, the Clippers defeated the bad Houston Rockets 99-98. to The Denver Nuggets uh, put it on the trailblazers without Damian Lillard 124-92. And this was a, a, a exciting game to watch, and I caught some of this last night. The Detroit Pistons defeated the Charlotte Hornets 127-126. to P.J. Washington had a, a big game for the Charlotte Hornets. Also, LaMelo Ball had a nice game, but he struggled with a couple of bad turnovers down the stretch. The Pistons were led by Cade Cunningham, the, the rookie out of, of Oklahoma State. He had 19 points, including on 7-16 shooting. Kelly Olenek, uh, who hit the game winner in overtime last night, had 20 points off a of, uh, three-point shooting percentage of 80%, 5 shooting. The Charlotte Hornets, who struggled uh, closing out, uh, uh, closing out, Losing six out of the last eight games, I believe, uh, going into the All-Star break. Their struggles continue as they now are 30 and 32 on the year. They're one of the few surprise teams in the in the NBA going um, uh, starting off the year, but they've fallen on hard times the last few weeks. Of course, Detroit, they're 15 and 46 on this season. You're listening to 
Second City Sports right here on Sports Zone Chicago. We're trying to establish a connection with Lakina McGee. Hopefully she'll rejoin me in just a moment as I'll continue to go through some of the key games for you guys in the National Basketball Association. Uh, the first game of that ABC doubleheader yesterday, as we mentioned, the Philadelphia 76ers, they defeated the Minnesota Timberwolves on Friday. They come back yesterday and put on a show at Madison Square Garden, uh, defeating the New York Knicks by the score of 125-109. to 109. Joel and B had a monster game for Philadelphia, 37 points and nine rebounds. And James Harden added 29 points, including the, his first triple-double in the Philadelphia 76ers uniform, 16 assists and 10 rebounds. Just wanted to mention, finish my mass point before I was so rudely interrupted by my uh... – my laptop battery here. Mm -hmm. um, look, I think the Mavs have you know, playing very well lately. They, look, they looked really good against the Warriors yesterday. And I, I feel like maybe, you know, they're starting to kind of, you know, maybe get things together here. Because if you remember early in the season, you know, people were wondering if Jason Kidd was, you know, you know was the right guy for the job. But looks like they've, you know, they kind of put it together a little bit. Like I guess Spencer Dinwiddie had 24 off the bench. So you'll be the utility guy as he usually is. So. Yeah, I think Dallas could be one of those teams where, you know, could they make a you know, make a play for that Western Conference? We'll just have to wait and see. You know, the Western Conference is loaded. Now, you're talking about that uh, Sixers-Knicks uh, game uh, yesterday, and I, I kind of feel like, you know, the Knicks are, you know, they're just, you know, things are just you know, going no, off the rails. That's a terrible. Yes, yes, I think, yeah. That's an eight, that's a nine, that's a uh, ten. That's a, that's a, that's a Stinkiness, as I think that's probably another thing. But yeah, look, Embiid, you know, is showing you why he's the front runner for MVP. He had 37, and you know, Maxi, I think they're, I think he's, they're starting to kind of, you know, mesh pretty well together with him and Embiid and Harden. You know, you know, Harden had 29, so you gotta think that, you know, I'm not gonna say this is the new big three. I'm sure people are already touting the, the, them as such, but we'll see. I mean, so far so good. I mean, well, we'll see how they, you know, they do in these next few games coming up because they got, they got a tough schedule. So we'll get to that in a second, but. They looked really good so far. Yeah, Philadelphia, as we talked about before, with the addition of James Harden, they'll be one of the top teams contending for that Eastern Conference title, perhaps an NBA title. But as I mentioned before, the chemistry with James Harden and Joel Embiid, uh, that's going to have to work because if it doesn't, uh, there's going to be some questions that needs to be answered. It may cost Doc Rivers his job, but we still have a long way to go with that. And speaking of the schedule, Lakina, as we wrap our, up our NBA portion of the show uh, well, let's take a look at the schedule for this upcoming week starting with tonight's game which is monday a good one here at six o'clock chicago time minnesota will visit cleveland to take on the cavaliers the cavaliers have struggled a bit losing their first couple of games coming off the all-star break it's also at six uh the pacers and the magic no one cares about that at 6 30 the brooklyn nets without Kyrie for now will host the Surging Toronto Raptors, this should be a good one. Uh, Toronto's one of those surprise teams uh, over the last month or so in the Eastern Conference. Watch out for rookie Scotty Barnes from Texas. He's been improving his game over, over the course of the season. So uh, to, these two teams played each other last month. Uh, Brooklyn got out of there, barely out of there with the win. So this should be a good one tonight uh, Tonight up there in the Barclays Center. Toronto is favored by four points. Of course, the Bulls in the heat at the same time at 630. At 7 o'clock, the Spurs will take on the Memphis Grizzlies down south of there. At 7 o'clock on NBA TV, the struggling Charlotte Hornets will travel to Milwaukee to take on the defending champion Bucks. And wrapping up tonight's schedule, the Sacramento Queens, as Shaquille O'Neal once said, they'll travel to OKC to take on the Thunder. 
think Milwaukee will definitely have a bad taste in their mouth when they lost to Brooklyn. So I'm sure they're definitely going to, mm-hmm. especially Charlotte too, has been kind of, they've been struggling, you know, these last couple of games. So we'll see how they look tonight. We'll see how Milwaukee responds uh, on Tuesday, the first, you know, first day of March. Detroit and Washington, you know, that should be a fun one. They Washington, they, they've still, you know, they've been struggling. Of course, you know, Beal is out. They're still right there in that in the conversation for that uh, play. And so we'll see what happens with that. Both teams are actually uh, Atlanta and Boston. That's the first game of that, you know, Tuesday TNT doubleheader at 630. Brooklyn and Toronto, they're doing the reverse, you know, the reverse thing. I think it's more of a COVID, you know, thing. I think this is a makeup game from, you know, earlier this year. So that, that might be why, you know, the Brooklyn, you know, Toronto game, you're seeing it like, wait, but didn't they, didn't they are supposed to play tonight? Well, it's sort of reverse. This is actually a makeup game. So that that's that's what that is. Clippers in Houston, Golden State in Minnesota. That should be a fun one at 7 o'clock. And also, too, Dallas against the Lonely Lakers at 9 o'clock, you know, uh, second half of that TNT doubleheader, I'm sure. TNT wishes that it could have flexed out of that, but <laughs> how much? How much will Luka Doncic score? Must I think the old order is probably forty, so we'll see. There you go. <laughs> Continue with our schedule now. Let's go to Wednesday's action at six o'clock. Charlotte will uh, will battle the Cleveland Cavaliers in Cleveland at six o'clock. The Pacers and Magic will do battle again. No one cares. At six thirty, part of the win- the first game of the Wednesday doubleheader on ESPN. The New York Knicks will take on the Philadelphia 76ers this time in the city of brotherly love. It could get ugly again for the Knicks. We'll see about that. Let's see how much voice that Screaming A. Smith has left. <laughs> at 7 o'clock, we'll have Utah at Houston. Also at 7 o'clock, Miami at Milwaukee. I wish ESPN probably wish they had this game, but because of James Harden and Joel Embiid, they decided to keep that New York-Philadelphia game. Also at 7 o'clock, we have Sacramento at New Orleans. No one cares. At 8 o'clock, OKC Thunder will travel to Denver to take on the Nuggets. And to wrap up that ESPN doubleheader, we'll have Portland without Damian Lillard. They'll travel to Phoenix to take on the Suns. Of course, the Suns, as I mentioned a few minutes ago, there are without Chris Paul. I think Jay Crowder's probably, have they found that ball with Jay Crowder trying to pass to yesterday in that game? A game against Utah, like really, like what? Who are you trying to throw that thing to? I mean, Denver, I should, yeah, against Utah. Like, who, who are you trying to throw that thing to? Come on now, come on, Jay. You're, you're a veteran. You're better than that. But you know, look, Phoenix has struggled a little bit, you know, without CP3. But you know, Portland doesn't have Dame, so this could be a get right game for them. You know, I, I'm, I'm sure ESPN wishes that they had flexed this game out, but <laughs> it should yeah. be still be a fun one. Thursday, you got uh, Chicago and Atlanta. I'm sure Trey Young's gonna want his revenge <laughs> against. I know, yes. you know, because the game against, you know, the, the Bulls last week, you know, we'll see. That's a six o'clock game. No you remember, that's the first of the back to back for the Chicago Bulls before yep. hosting Milwaukee on Friday. Mm-hmm. So we'll see what happens there. Uh, Memphis and Boston, the first game of that TNT Thursday night doubleheader. So that should be a fun one. <laughs> Miami, you know, this should be a good one too. Miami and Brooklyn, I'm sure, you know, TNT's probably were, were hope was hoping that maybe they could have gotten this game, but it is what it is. Detroit and uh, Toronto. Golden State and Dallas, that should be a good one at 7.30. Mm-hmm. Sacramento and San Antonio. And the second half of the TNT doubleheader. This time it's the reverse. You got the Lakers and the Clippers at the uh, Staples Center. I'm not calling it by that corporate name. That's not happening. <laughs> but we'll see if the Lakers can bounce back from that you know, from that uh, weird game from last week against the Clippers. So I know, we'll, yeah, we'll see. I know TNT 
We had a classic game between these two teams about a month ago. I don't know if you're going to get that this time, but I know TNT wish they flexed out of this one and perhaps carried their Warriors-Mavericks game, but it wasn't meant to be, so we'll see what happens um, with that Lakers-Clippers game on Thursday. That's your schedule for the association for this upcoming week. You're listening to Second City Sports on the Monday edition. We're live in Living Color right here on Sports on Chicago, our last show for February Black History Month. I'm Sid. That's Lakina. Lakina, let's go to college basketball before we review some, well, what went down on Saturday as seven of the top 10 teams lost. Let's start out locally and let's start with some good news. The Illinois Final Line uh, with their 20th win of the season, as I told you in our last show on Friday. They mm-hmm. defeated the Michigan Wolverines without Jawan Howard, their uh, head coach, who suspended 93 to 85. My guy, Alfonso Plummer, had a big game finally. He came out to play. He was shooting it from long distance, six of nine to be exact. Lee in the Illini with 26 points. Trent Frazier, who had a dagger three-pointer late um, with under a minute to go. He has 17 points, including three or three shooting from long range. Kobe Colburn, you got to get your free throws together, brother. But he had 27 points and seven rebounds. And Hawkins, uh, Hawkins, their big guy coming off the bench, he had six mm-hmm. points. Lakina, I like the way this uh, uh Coleman Hawkins, I should say, Coleman he had Hawkins, six, yes, yeah, 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 he had six points and four rebounds. Uh, he did a nice job of patrolling the paint on the flip side for Michigan Dickinson, who didn't play in their first game a, a month ago. He had 13 points and 11 rebounds, but he struggled shooting from the field only 413 overall. Lakina, I like the way this Illini team is playing. As we said before, we kind of chronicled out for you guys the, the way the season's going to end. I know you'll read the rest of that schedule coming up. They only have two more games remaining before the Big Ten tournament next week. Mm-hmm. But this team should get 22 wins before that Big Ten tournament next week. Uh, they still gonna, uh, 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 buy, 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 they're still fighting for that top spot as far as the regular season title in the Big Ten. will. It's another big game coming up in this in the Big Ten schedule for this week. We'll get to in just a moment. But I like the way this Illini team is playing right now. Uh, with all uh, good teams, is how quickly do you bounce back from a bad loss? We talked about it on our last show on Friday, Lakina. Uh, uh, they uh, they got caught with their pants hanging down against Ohio State. Mm-hmm. Uh, they bounced back big time, uh, winning at Michigan. Uh, at Michigan, so they're two zero in the state of Michigan this year. They defeated Michigan State in East Lansing, and they defeated uh, the Wolverines in Ann Arbor yesterday. Yeah, it was a nice win for uh, Illinois. They actually had, they actually kind of almost blew that lead. You know, they were up, I think, like by fourteen. Mm-hmm. But you know, Michigan was able to come back. You know, just they just couldn't get it together late to kind of you know really make it a game those last few minutes. You know, they made some you know big stops. Like you know, Coburn had a, you know, a couple of big you know, big shots and such. So and Trent Frazier had a big three. Um, look, I think Illinois, especially you know, since Purdue lost, we'll get to them in a second. You know, mm-hmm. we'll probably have to take a break first, then you know, before we got because I don't I don't want to rush through this talk because this is the last week of the regular season, folks. And you know, folks are starting to kind of mm-hmm. you know jockey for position and with bubble teams and stuff. So we wanna we're gonna extend it to after the break. But you know, going you know, staying with Illinois here, I think but they got a shot of pass maybe being I think they're a three seed right now or a low three. They could go up to maybe a higher three, perhaps. Mm-hmm. So we'll see if they can do that. I mean, look, Illinois—they've got the—they've got a shot to perhaps make it to, you know, perhaps, you know, I don't know if they're going to go. To, oh, this is a Final Four team, but they definitely can make a run in the tournament. I think if if Coburg, you know, you know, does what he does, and you know, Frazier does what he does, because there's sometimes that Frazier struggles, 
from mm-hmm. the field. So it's sort of one of those things where you know, can you trust him? I know this wouldn't be his first rodeo in the tournament, so no. he really trusts uh, trust him in the tournament. Plummer is one of those guys that's also kind of feast or famine, so you don't know what you're going to get from him sometimes. Uh, Carvello, you know, had 12 off the bench, big points off the bench, so that's you know that that sort of you know helps in, in, in that sense, but you know on on the outside, but you know it's sort of one of those days where you, you look. Illinois is still you know they still got a shot to perhaps and get that one C. You know they gotta they still gotta do a Purdue, excuse me, Wisconsin. So you know I think Illinois is definitely capable. You know you got the Big Ten tournament next week, so there's gonna be you know everybody's got like two or three games left. So you know we'll we'll get to the to the schedule in a second, but you know Illinois looked really good. I gotta say though, I'm I'm glad they were able to pull that out. And you had to give head coach Brad Underwood credit too, because uh, uh, he came into this situation a few years ago, had to rebuild the program, get his uh, type of players in there. You've seen over the last couple of years, even though they had a disappointing loss against Loyola last year uh, in the in the big dance, uh, you can see this team is growing. And I wanted to ask you, Lakina, I'll ask our, our uh, listeners and viewers, go to Sports on Chicago's Facebook page or Sports on Chicago on YouTube. Who is your key player outside of Kofi Colburn for the Alina? Yes, they prepared to play in the Big Ten tournament in the Big Dance, which starts March seventeenth. I don't count that foreign BS, but <laughs> but uh, who's who's your your um uh key player, your underrated player that you're looking forward to watching uh, in uh, in the uh, for the for the Alina this year? I have my guy already. You already know, but I want to ask you first. Who, who's who's the guy that you're looking at uh, to have a big part of uh, after Kobe Colburn? Well, I can think Frazier. I think look, this is his first rodeo. This he this would be I guess third or fourth tournament. So it, mm-hmm. it's not you know like I said before, it's kind of like I said, feast or family. You know, Plummer is another one that's can definitely contribute. A you lot know, that's my guy going to the tournament. But like I said, it's you know which one are you going to get? It's sort of feast or mm-hmm. famine with him. So it, it just you know at, at this point, I think look, Illinois got a lot of utility guys. You know, guys are gonna have to step up, especially going to the tournament where you're gonna get the the best out of a lot of these teams. And you might be, you, you might face a bubble team, you might face a Michigan or somebody like that that you know needs you know needs wins again to the dance. So you can't really afford to take any days off. You just gotta take care of your business. So I mean, you know, Illinois is sort of one of those teams where yes, they are very capable of you know of going far. But you know, other than Coper, you know, we you saw what happened. You know, they did it, it worked well when he wasn't there, but there were other times where it didn't work. So. It all depends on matchups and teams. So it'll just it'll be interesting to see what they what they do here as, as we get closer and closer to the end of the season, the end of the regular season going into the Big Ten tournament. And also keep your eyes on Aaron Cabela. As you mentioned, uh Lakina, he had 12 points yesterday and he's battled through the concussion issues all season long. Hopefully he stays healthy. I think he's gonna be another shot in the arm, um, positive wise for the Illini as well. Also, Coleman Hawkins, as I mentioned, he had six points. Four, four rebounds yesterday. He's starting to get a lot of take these last few games, and he's showing that he can come off the bench and provide that energy, energy especially from the defensive side. You don't need him to score 20 points. Just patrol the paint and and get the line off and running when you had that key rebound on that key block shot. He's there, mm-hmm. Trisha Thompson, for this team. Yeah, so he's definitely that guy, and we'll see if you know we'll see more of him as we get closer and closer to the regular season. And into the uh, tournament now, one uh, local team, we'll say locally for a second as we, I know we're mm-hmm. up against it, but, you know, we'll, we'll talk, you know, college hoops as a whole in a second after the break. But, you know, Loyola, you know, I, I guess you have to, they have to win the tournament now. They, you know, they lost to Northern Iowa in a, in a you know, heartbreaker. Yeah, there were some calls and the, the end of that game took like, like 10 minutes. But, you know, unfortunately they, you know, lost to Northern Iowa. Northern Iowa wins the regular season. 
uh, championship in the Missouri Valley. They're now the number one seed in that conference. I believe Loyola is going to be a two or a three, I think, depending on, you know, because they're their season where they're going to be starting their tournament, you know, I, I believe on Wednesday. Yeah, and, later on this week. Yeah, Wednesday or and, Thursday, I believe. And yeah. yeah, so you know, I know uh, some of the Lenardians on the brackets have them have Loyola just finishing out, just finish being that that very last team in. But if you're, you know, Loyola, if you're, you know, Drew Valentine, you're gonna. It have starts to Thursday, Lakina. Oh, Thursday. Okay. So yeah, Indiana State versus Illinois says as the schedule has it on my. Uh, Okay. Here. <laughs> okay. So, uh, okay. So it starts later this week. Well, mm-hmm. the, the point, well, the, the point is that it's over with the regular season over for them mm-hmm. and, and for the Missouri Valley. And unfortunately, you know, they're, they're now at that point. Loyola is that they have to win the, uh, the Missouri Valley conference tournament. Look where things happen in that tournament. There could be a team that comes out of nowhere that might take a spot. So mm-hmm. if you're Drew Valentine and Loyola, you're going to have to, you know, get things in order here and try to get that, get that automatic bid. Yeah, as we talked about before, Lakina, as you mentioned, Joe Lenore, I saw the same stat yesterday. Uh, he had them as the first four teams out. And we talked about it before, Lakina. It's a very tough conference with Northern Iowa. You solved your issue with Missouri State. You split the season series with them. But now uh, you had to go the, with the assumption that the, the committee, and we know things could change in a heartbeat, but uh, if you're loyal and Drew Valentine, you had to take if you take care of your business, you don't have uh, uh, anything else to worry about. But as of right now, you had to go with the assumption that the committee will not take take more than two teams uh, for from the Missouri Valley. They usually just take the tournament winner, and that's it. But right now, looking, can, can you remember offhand when was the last time that the, uh, the Missouri Valley Cavaliers had more than two teams going to the Big Dance? I can't remember it. It's been a while. It's a couple they've years had, that they've taken two, but two, that's been yeah. very rare. That's been rare, but also they, they have not done it in a while. So if you're mm-hmm. if you're Loyola, you better get together and see if you can try to win three games and perhaps maybe try to get that get that automatic bid. Not to worry about having to sweat it out with all these other you know bigger you know schools you know bigger you know conferences. Mountain West will probably have three or four this year, and you know Western you know the Western Conference you know San Francisco might be on the bubble you know along with you know uh, you know joining them for the West Coast you know along mm-hmm. with. Um, Gonzaga and St. Mary, so we just don't know. So it'll be interesting, though, know, nonetheless. But yeah, but we'll, we'll get more college hoops talking. You know, I know we got to go to break, but you know, we're going to talk more college hoops. You know, as we're getting close and close to the end of the regular season, some conferences will be starting their tournaments. You know, as early as tomorrow. But you know, it's still a lot to do. Still, we got sports and media news. We need to, uh, you know, get you caught up on some NFL stuff as well, and also too, I'm sure Stiz got another our last uh, Black History uh, fact. You're gonna love it today. I promise you. I promise you. <laughs> All right, yeah, with Whitson, I'm Lakita. This is Second State Sports on Sports on Chicago, and we'll see you after this break. AutomotiveMap.com presents the Sports Flash on the Sports Zone Chicago. Throws it, foul line left, got it, got it, foul! DeMar DeRozan with the hoop, the harm, and one! Bulls radio with the call, 112, 108 the win over the Hawks last night. Chicago 39 and 21 with the win. DeMar DeRozan, 37 points, 6 rebounds, 3 assists. Nikola Vukovic with a double-double. Nice night for Zach Levine with 20 points. The Bulls host the Grizzlies tomorrow night. Chicago on top of the Eastern Conference by a half game over the Heat. Wins in 7 of 10 and 6 in a row. The Blackhawks are winless in 3. They're back at it tonight hosting the Devils. Chicago's last game was Sunday, a 5-2 home loss against Florida. College Chiefs last night, number 22, Ohio State with an 86-83 win at number 15, Illinois. The Illini are 12 and 5, second in the Big Ten, chasing Wisconsin and Purdue. They're both 13 and 4. For lightning fast sports updates, download the Score app. It's free and one of the most popular sports apps in North America. 
I'm Chuck Sanders. That's the Sports Flash on the Sports Zone Chicago. Welcome to Allstate, where you can save just by being you. DriveWise and the Allstate mobile app gives you personalized driving feedback. And by adding it to your policy, you can save for driving safe just by being yourself. Allstate. Here, better protection costs a whole lot less. You're in good hands with Allstate. Click, call, or visit Allstate.com to save today. Not available in every state. Savings based on DriveWise and other safe driving discounts. Savings vary. Subject to terms and conditions. Allstate Fire and Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates Northbrook, Illinois. We've got a party of 10 coming in, and we need to flip those two tables. Leah's restaurant is fully booked night after night. Section 3 is still behind. She no longer has reservations about finally finding a hostess. Why doesn't 23 have menus? Oh, because are in my hand. Indeed can help her hire great people fast. I need Indeed. Indeed you do. Instant Match instantly connects you with quality candidates whose resumes on Indeed match your sponsored job description. Visit Indeed.com slash credit and get $75 towards your first sponsored job. Terms and conditions apply. Welcome back to hour number two of Second City Sports Live and Living Color right here on Sports Zone Chicago. This is Second City Sports. I'm Sid. That's Lakina. You can follow your truly on the Twitter and the IG at CK80. Once again, it's CK80. That's SIDKID80. That's SIDKID80. You can follow me at Keenan McGee on the Twitter and at Keenan Score McGee on the IG. We got less than 60 minutes left in this extravaganza of a show you have a question or comment for us uh during any of our topics for our last hour of the show for today last show for the month of february you can go to sports on chicago's facebook page or sports on chicago on youtube type in your questions or comments in the comment section lakina will get them up on the screen for you lakina let's continue our college basketball talk as you mentioned uh, some of the smaller conference tournaments will start later on this week and the big time conferences will start next week but the but their regular season will be running down by the time uh, starting this week. The regular season for these big power five conferences will start to wind down later on this week. But let's review Saturday's games because seven of the top 10 ranked teams in the country all went down with losses. Let's start off with the early game, Lakina. My guy Tyson Walker nailed down the big three-point shot as Michigan State upset number four in Purdue in East Lansing 68-65. to now I, I'm sure I think Michigan is still Michigan State I should say is still in the tournament regardless. But I think this definitely mm-hmm. helps their seeding. You know they were probably kind of pondering a ten seed. The other people probably get to an eight or a nine. You know, look, uh, just when you thought that maybe Purdue was going to get it together, I mean they struggle against a really you know good you know Michigan State you know team. You know they've been you know Spartans I should say they've been kind of you know had their struggles the last couple of weeks. But uh, I watched a little bit of that game. You know Purdue had plenty of chances to win that game. And, mm-hmm. you know, they just couldn't capitalize. You know, they kind of, you know, step on their uh, step on the next early uh, Michigan State did. And, you know, they were able to pull away late. And it's sort of one of those things where you're kind of like, okay, you know, Purdue's very capable perhaps maybe getting into the, maybe get into the Final Four. But mm-hmm. also, too, you know, they could definitely lose and probably won the early round. So you just don't know. Now, also, too, a, a shout-out to Tom Izzo, who is now, um, you know, he's now tied for the most wins. You know, in the Big Ten, you know, tied with Bobby Knight. So that's a, you know, he was very emotional after the game. So that was, 
you know, that was, I'm sure that had to have been very special for him. You know, he's been doing this a long time. So, yeah. you know, he could have a chance to perhaps maybe pass it, you know, this week. You know, he might he could, he could, he could do it tomorrow. So we'll get, we'll get to this week's, this week's games in a second. Mm-hmm. But, you know, a very nice, a very a nice win for Sparty. And, you know, Purdue is you're just like, what, what the heck's going on there with them? <laughs> Another top 10 team that went down Saturday, number 18, Arkansas upset, number 6, Kentucky, 75-73. John Calipari walking off the court uh, with still time left on the clock. Not good. <laughs> yeah, that yeah, he, he sent his guys. I think there have been some – I think he, there were some calls that he was questioning, you know, and, and such. You know, they, they, they he told his guys to kind of just leave the court, and that's exactly what they did. He left the court. You know, we almost did. We didn't have a – I guess that's probably why he said he did it so that he wouldn't have to you know, grab uh, or because remember because uh, keep people from keep in mind that Eric Musselman is actually who's a head coach of Arkansas. He's recovering from rotator coaster, so he's the one had to grab mm-hmm. his arm. So yeah, but a nice win for Arkansas. You know, G, D, JD Note he finished up with thirty points and eight assists. So you know he's the first SC player to record both those marks in the game against against AP top ten team the last twenty five seasons. So a nice win for Arkansas, and uh, yeah, they're helping themselves out because they they kind of struggled a little bit too. They were a tournament team; they were ranked earlier. They had their struggles in early in SEC play, but they look they've been looking good the last couple of weeks, and they're getting high at the right time. So a nice showing there by uh, Coach Musselman and his Razorbacks. Number seventeen, Tennessee. The Volunteers upset number three, Auburn, and Bruce Pearl's cheating ass, <laughs> sixty-seven to sixty-two. Oh, brother. I just okay. wanted to say that. <laughs> oh, Lord. It's but those dirty. of you that wonder why I say what I said, do your research. Google's your friend, folks. But, yeah. You yes. know, Tennessee, <laughs> Tennessee's looked really good, too. I mean, they've got a really good squad. You know, Rick Barnes always has his guys ready. I think he's probably one of the most underappreciated guys in uh, college hoops on the men's side. And, look, that was a really great showing. You know, you know Santagio Vescovi had 14. I think he had a double-double. So, you know that he's been kind of like the unsung hero for the Vols this year, and look, they're they're twelve of four in the conference. They can make a play for that number one seed in the SEC. So there's kind of still sort of right there. So a really nice showing. You know, Arkansas, uh, Auburn, I should say. I mean, they're you know, they kind of you know their defense kind of lets them down a little bit. So and that that showed. I watched a little bit of this game as well, and look, they look they looked really good. Tennessee is. I mean, there's a total you know team basketball. Could they be a sleeper, perhaps? You know, in the you know, not not a Final Four team. I'm not saying I'm not saying they mm-hmm. are, but you know, they could look. You know, they've looked really good. You know, these last couple of weeks as well. So, could be a team that maybe people should watch out for. In Big Twelve action, TCU upsets number nine Texas Tech, sixty nine sixty six. Another one of those strange endings. You know, it took like a minute. You know, there was a time, and then it stopped. I guess you know, one of the Red Raider guys hit a three pointer, but it was right after the buzzer, so that the you whole. Know, Lord knows they stormed the court there. But uh yeah, TCU really need this win to perhaps maybe get themselves on the bubble. They're seven and eight right now. They're probably gonna have to maybe win a couple of games and perhaps maybe win a couple in the Big 12 tournament. That's, that starts next week. So they're definitely gonna have to get it together there. And perhaps if they want a chance to go so get back into the tournament, I still think they need to win a couple more games. I know some people said they're already in with this, but mm-hmm. I would say a couple more wins and they're in. But yeah, a nice win for uh, Jamie Dixon, his his uh, his horn frogs. Impact 12 action. The Colorado Buffaloes upset number two Arizona Wildcats 79-63. Definitely their worst game of the season, Arizona. They just couldn't hit their shots. And you know, the defense for you know Colorado. Look, Colorado's another one of those bubble teams. They're eleven eight in the uh in the Pac 12. They're 19 and 10. So they could, you know, they've got some good wins too. So that should help. This should definitely help them a little bit. They got 
couple of their guys, you know, KJ Simpson and Barthel, you know, and uh, but Bethlehem, I should say. Oh God, I can't say the I can't say the poor guy's <laughs> name. Keyshawn Barthelme. Uh, they they score you know twenty eight points combined off the bench for the Buffaloes, and the, the Buffaloes are, the, are are a really solid team. And I think people you know since Arizona, both the LA schools are 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 good. I think they could probably be that fifth or sixth team from the Pac twelve to get in. So this definitely this would definitely helps them in their uh, tournament resume. Arizona, I mean, you know, they've been playing well lately, and this is sort of like, like I said, their shots just weren't falling for them. Yeah, I'm more worried about Auburn than Arizona. It was a bad loss for Arizona, but between Arizona and Auburn, who you worry about uh, more? I'm worried about Auburn. They haven't played well in the last couple of weeks. Yeah, they've actually had their struggles. So, yeah, mm-hmm. you know, like I said, Arizona's been playing well these last months. So, you know, it, they, they, yes, it was a bad loss to Colorado in, in Boulder, but. You know what? It, it's it's fine, and like I said before, Colorado needed that win more than they did. You know, they're that's you know the sixteen point mm-hmm. loss against Arizona. That's the largest by a you know that's the largest loss by an AP top two team. You know, against an unranked team since when Virginia lost to uh, UMBC in the uh, tournament and made history for all the wrong reasons in twenty eighteen. So yep. Let's go to the Big 12, the ESPN, the Saturday night primetime game. I know ESPN is doing backflips on this one. Uh, the defending national champion, Baylor Bears, ranked number 10 in the country. They upset number five, Kansas Jayhawks, 80 to 70. Yeah, Baylor's had, you know, speaking of teams struggling the last couple of weeks, I mean, Baylor's kind of had their struggles. You know, I know they lost, you know, you know some guys, a couple of guys. I don't want their guys, I think, came back for this game. But, you know, they looked really good. Probably the best they've played in the last month. Um, so, you know, I think mm-hmm. Kansas just couldn't hit their shots and, you know, that, that place in Waco was rocking. So, you know, of course they're going to have their guys ready for uh, flow Thamba, you know, let the wave with 18 and, um, it was sort of, they had you know, their bench play and, and such. So, you know, Jeremy you know, Scotian had a uh, 17 off the bench for them. So this was a really uh, nice win for Baylor. Like I said, Baylor needed this win more than KU did. They'll, you know, Kansas will probably still win you know, the Big 12 time for like the 16th, 16th time under Bill Self. So, <laughs> regular season, I should say. So, yeah, so that, that they don't have to worry about that too much. But, you know, but they actually, you know, trail Baylor because Baylor still trails by a loss. So, that mm-hmm. loss, that loss, I think, might have, you know, they're still in the league, Kansas, but this was a big win for Baylor. In the last side 13 to go down, number one, Gonzaga, they lose to number 23, St. Mary's, 67 to 57. I think it's another bad loss for. Uh, Mark Few and Gonzaga, but I'm not worried about them either. Uh, the, uh, it was just a, a, a bad game for them. St. Mary's is actually a tough team. I know they had a couple of victories in a tournament a few years ago in their recent uh, history with that school, but uh, St. Mary's definitely deserved this one. Yeah, I mean, especially after uh, Gonzaga just, you know, bum-rushed them in their home court, so I guess they got, and, you know, that 10 points, they were up by, like, 18 or 19, so there was more garbage points. I know 10 points, you know, I know some people say, oh, they lost by 10. Mm-hmm. No, no, it was actually worse than that. They, you know, St. Mary's kind of dominated from the world goal, which is a bad loss. First time ever that, you know, seven-ranked teams have lost, so in the same day, so that's a crazy, uh, crazy stat there. Now, on the flip side, though, Duke with a nice win over uh, Syracuse, by mm-hmm. 25 points and look they're starting to you know, get ready to kind of wrap up the ACC title uh you know Paulo Ponchero, Mark Williams and AJ AJ Griffin you know they had they scored 20 points each in that game that's just the first time that's happened since Zion Williams and RJ Barrett and Cam Reddish did it in you know in, uh, in 2018 so once those if those three are meshing well I think you know Duke might have a shot to perhaps maybe going 
pretty far in the tournament this year. Providence uh, looks like they're getting ready to uh, perhaps maybe submit their uh, their uh, stamp in the in a Big East uh, regular season title. They beat um, Creighton Avenging. You know, they lost there earlier this year by 21 points. UCLA, you know, just just hammered Oregon State you know, by almost 40. I, I turned that game off like at halftime. <laughs> Wisconsin, Wisconsin got their revenge. They beat Rutgers in their home floor. I still think Rutgers is it because they got that win in Wisconsin against Wisconsin at the Kohl Center. So that should help them with their resume. Oregon take a step, took, took a step back, though, by just, you know, losing a heartbreaker mm-hmm. to uh, USC by one. I watched a little bit of that game. It just... You know, Oregon had plenty of chances to, you know, to pull, you know, to get catch up. And Trojan said, uh-uh. And uh, speaking of the other team that almost lost but was able to pull it out, Murray State. Because I think Murray State, you know, they just edge out uh, Southeast Missouri State. And they know, they know, I'm sure they know that the only way they're going to get in the tournament is by winning the Ohio Valley this weekend. So they're they're undefeated. You know, they're finishing the season undefeated in you know, the regular season undefeated in Ohio Valley. But they need to win the tournament if they want to get in the tournament. So the big, the big tournament, the big dance. So I'm mm-hmm. sure, you know, hopefully they'll get together there because they've had a couple of, you know, couple, you know, little struggles lately, but you know, that you know, hopefully they can get, you know, keep it kind of keep it themselves together for the tournament for the Ohio Valley conference tournament. Uh, Alabama beat South Carolina by uh 19. So a couple of uh, big wins there by some bubble teams. Uh, Virginia tech uh, beats Miami, Miami. They're really right there on the bubble. So, mm-hmm. That yeah, the make the real their bubble chances that lost. Uh, uh, Seton Hall beat Xavier, so Seton Hall that helped their bubble chances. Xavier not so much; they've kind of been in a free fall the last few weeks. Um, looking for some other bubble teams. Of course, we talked about Loyola in the previous segment. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, so uh, Arizona State, you know, trying to get on the bubble. They beat uh, Utah. So uh, also, too, you want to give a shout out to uh, Chicago State. They beat the number one team in the WAC. They beat New Mexico State via buzzer beater on Saturday. Yeah, uh, they're starting to kind of get together there with Chicago State. You know, they got a new AD there. This win should help them sort of propel them. They're hopes of perhaps maybe adding a football team perhaps. So the AD really wants to do that, explore that. So hopefully now that they've got a guy there that actually cares about the athletic programs there, hopefully this will be the start of something big. Yeah, we'll see what happens with that uh, school on the south side, 95th and King Drive. You're listening to Second City Sports on Sports Zone Chicago, the Monday edition. I'm Sidis Lakina. As we continue to talk college basketball, Lakina, a couple more scores to pass along from yesterday, Sunday's action. Ohio State loses to Maryland 75-60. to uh, The Houston Cougars ranked number 14th in the country. Uh, they defeated SMU 75-61. And number 21, UConn, that was the first game of that CBS triple header yesterday before the Illini and Michigan game. They uh, beat Georgetown 86-77. to Patrick Ewing's future is in doubt at Georgetown. Of course, we talked about his struggles with that program, both on and off the court. Of course, last year they won the Big East tournament before bowing out to Colorado in the first round of that tournament, or the big tournament last year. Well, like I said, we talked about it earlier. Like I said, a couple of the players that actually were a big part of that tourney, of that Big East tourney run, they left. So now you know, you're kind of stuck. And I know some you know Georgetown <laughs> fans are kind of you know, getting impatient, but Look, I mean, it's kind of out of his control in this case. So this is sort of like a a, a, a bubble season for them. So you never know there. Uh, Indiana, hopefully to keep their attorney hopes alive. They beat Minnesota by five. 
Tipple trying to keep their tree hopes alive. They beat uh, Tulane by five as well. Also, Memphis just hammering Wichita State, so helping with their tournament chances. Also, too, uh, Nebraska beats Penn State um, after getting the uh, vote of confidence from uh, Trev Alberts over at the uh, over you know, for uh, Fred Hoiberg. So, hopefully, I, I'm surprised that it hasn't been, you know, I thought maybe he'd be doing better over there at at Nebraska. You know, hopefully, he's getting another shot to do it. So we'll see what happens. Yeah, we'll see what happens there. Now, Lakina, let's go through the schedule for this week in the in the top twenty five in college basketball, starting with tonight's games, which which is Monday, the last day of February, at seven o'clock on the Big Ten Network. Northwestern, the Wildcats, <laughs> thirteen and fourteen, they'll travel to Iowa to take on the Hawkeyes. Uh, the Hawkeyes are rated number twenty four in the country. At 8 o'clock on ESPN, we'll have number 21, Texas. The Longhorns will host number three, Baylor Bears. Uh, Baylor, of course, is the defending national champs. They're coming off their uh, upset win at home against Kansas on Saturday. Will this be a trap game for Baylor? Uh, it, uh, it better not be because uh, they still have a tough one in conference against Texas. At the same time on ESPN2, Kansas State will travel to Texas State to take on the Red Raiders. Texas Tech is ranked number 12th in the country. And at 10 o'clock on ESPN2, number 17, UCLA will face the Washington Huskies. That's a makeup game from about a, like two months ago, I think, right before the Christmas holiday, which UCLA, they had to shut down for like almost a month due to COVID issues. San Diego State and Wyoming, that's at 8 o'clock on CBS Sports Network. You know, Wild West Conference could give three teams in because this could be an elimination game for one of these teams. So there's going to definitely be a Barbara down in Laramie uh, tonight. You know, you guys can check that out on CBS Sports Network. Now going into Tuesday's game, there should be a big one here on FS1. You got Providence and Villanova. This could be for the Big East title. I am super excited for this game. That should be a lot of fun. There's a six thirty. That's five thirty, I should say, on FS1. So it's a little bit early for you guys. Tennessee and Georgia. That's at the same time on SEC Network. Dayton and Richmond. Now, if you guys don't know too much about Dayton, they're a really good, you know, veteran team coached by Anthony Grant. They look like they're trying to get into that bubble in the A10. So that should be a fun one. Ole Miss and number seven Kentucky. I'm sure Kentucky's going to want to get that loss. I'll be shocked if this game was not a blowout. Yeah, they're definitely going to take down on Ole Miss. Yeah, I know Ole Miss is trying to get into the tournament too, but uh, you know, I don't think they're going to. I don't think uh, the Wildcats are going to be in a very good mood. Nebraska and Ohio State. That's at six o'clock in on the Big Ten Network. This year, another blowout too. <laughs> yeah, uh, West Virginia and Oklahoma. Oklahoma, they need this win to kind of keep up. You know, right there on the right side mm -hmm. of the bubble here. Uh, Louisville, Virginia Tech. Uh, a big one here on ESPN at 10 o'clock tomorrow. You got uh, USC hosting Arizona. This could, this could definitely be very well for the number one seed in the Pac-12 conference tournament next week. So that should be a fun one. Over yeah, let's Angeles. see if Arizona can bounce back. Also, um, at 7 o'clock on the ACC Network, number four Duke will travel to Pittsburgh to take on the Panthers. At 7 p.m. on the Big 12 slash ESPN Plus, number six Kansas will take on TCU. That should be TCU is actually a good team at 18 and 9, but Kansas, as we mentioned, they lost that Baylor on Saturday night by 10. There should be another going by expect the Jayhawks to bounce back in this one. At 8 o'clock on ESPN tomorrow, number eight, Purdue will travel to to Madison, Wisconsin to take on the 10th ranked Wisconsin Badgers. A lot of fans will be watching this game because if if Wisconsin loses, I believe Illinois will move up to number two. If I have my my predictions correct 
it's it's all like weird, like you know, percentage yeah. points. You know, Wisconsin is ahead in the in, in the win column, so that's mm-hmm. why. And of course, you know, Purdue losing, so they're both kind of like there's a large jam there. So this is definitely one of those games where it could definitely be the elimination of who gets that one seed. If you know, Purdue still has a shot that one seed as well. A lot has to happen too. Yes, Illinois would be number one. Should you know the you know, the Boilermakers lose? Uh, Boilermakers beat uh, the Badgers. That should be a fun one over at the Cole Center on ESPN. Also, Cincy and Houston. Houston trying to improve their seating, if you will. So that should be a fun one over there in Houston. Now, going into Wednesday's game here, not not, re- not really too much. Like I said before, there's a lot of conference tournaments on the, you know, the smaller conference tournaments. Texas A&M and Alabama, 6 o'clock on uh, SEC Network. Mm-hmm. Uh, Georgetown, uh, Seton Hall, uh, CBS Sports Network, Notre Dame, and Florida State. Florida State trying to get back into the right side of the bubble. That's at six o'clock on ESPN two. Uh, Rutgers in Indiana. This is probably going to be an elimination game as well. That's on Big Ten Network at six. UConn and Creighton at uh, seven thirty on FS one. Creighton trying to get mm-hmm. back into that bubble. LSU and Arkansas. Those are always fun when these two teams play each other in hoops. Uh, eight o'clock on ESPN two. I think LSU needs that game more, and of course Arkansas had had that big win against Kentucky on Saturday. But I think LSU needs this game a little bit more. They do. Uh, Marquette and DePaul, CBS Sports Network at eight o'clock. Stephen F. Austin, New Mexico State. I, I feel bad for Stephen F. Austin because New Mexico State's not going to be in a very good mood after losing to Chicago State. So. <laughs> I'm just saying uh, Minnesota and Maryland's at eight o'clock on BTN and uh, Miami. They really need this win against Boston College. They want to get back into the, you know, back into the, the, right, the right side of the bubble. And also Miami and UNLV as well at 930 on FS1. So the Mountain West, you know, getting some love again. That's always great to see. And let's wrap up the college basketball schedule, reviewing the games coming up on Thursday. As we mentioned, the Missouri Valley Conference Tournament will start in St. Louis on Thursday. But uh, the big, uh, the big time teams are uh, winding down their regular seasons. T- we'll have number fourteen Houston hosting Temple on Thursday, six p.m. on ESPN two. Uh, the Fighting Illini ranked number twenty, uh, ranked n- at number twenty on the season. They'll host Penn State on FS one at six o'clock. That should be a blowout win for Illinois. I'm predicting that here on the show. <laughs> at the same time on ESPN, the big ESPN. This should be a good one in the Big Ten. Ohio State ranked number twenty three in the country. They'll host Michigan State. Uh, at six o'clock, Ohio State eighteen and eight, Michigan State nineteen and nine. At seven o'clock on the Big Twelve slash ESPN Plus Network, number six Kansas will host TCU. At eight p.m. on ESPN two, number two Arizona will host Stanford. And at eight o'clock on FS one on Thursday, Michigan will host number twenty four Iowa. Should be a fun. Should be a lot of fun there. Uh, a lot, of, like I said, a lot of these, a lot of the you know smaller conferences are starting their tournaments. You know mm-hmm. on you know on Thursday show. So you got the Ohio Valley, you got the Missouri Valley, you got all these mm-hmm. uh, other smaller conferences. Um, also to uh, Oregon and Washington. You know, Oregon, Oregon really needs this win. Do they want to stay right there on the bubble? And uh, Fresno State and San Diego State. If San Diego State can win that tournament to keep themselves right there in mm-hmm. line on the bubble, that's at ten o'clock on CBS Sports network so you know some really like i said before you got a lot of you know teams that are gonna be jockeying for that bubble those bubble teams and such so this is you know last week of the season folks so again there's some big games coming up this weekend we'll get to that on friday but really you know really big games for a lot of bubble teams this week sid 
Yeah, so like we we mentioned before, this is March Madness time. We're heading down the home stretch. This is what we like about college basketball this time of year, Lakina. Who can get hot? Are there any injuries that are uh, are big factors for some of these teams? Who can take advantage? Who can be consistent? And we'd love to see some upsets. So this is why this is the best time of year in college basketball. You're listening to Sega City Sports live on the Monday, uh, live on the Monday right here on Sports on Chicago. Um, Sid, that's Lakina. Um, we're live in the Olympic Club. Lakina, we have a couple minutes left before we break. We have to break for the bottom of the hour. I want to ask you, who are your top four teams uh, in college basketball right now that has a legitimate shot of winning the national title? Well, that's, like I said, there's been there's a good, like 12 teams I could probably get in, but I would say maybe the, I would say the favorites right now, we go right this minute. Like I said, this could change. Arizona, I think Gonzaga may have a shot, and also to. Um, uh, uh, you know, Kentucky, if they can get it together and be consistent. And like I said, Duke. And but also to remember, there are like 12 teams, like a 12, maybe 15 teams. There really is no dominant team like it was last year, where it was Baylor and Gonzaga. You're going to put them on whatever order. And but this year, there is pretty much wide open. So if you, if you catch a team at a bad, you know, have a bad day or you know, somebody gets hot suddenly, this is sort of one of those years where someone can sneak in there and perhaps maybe win the title. Who knows? Could a Villanova sneak in there? Could maybe perhaps uh, Illinois, maybe, or you know, you know, a team like that? Maybe, maybe in Arkansas, or you know, maybe there are a lot. Look, you know, Texas, maybe. I mean, look, there are a lot mm-hmm. of you know, you know, chances for a lot of teams. And like I said, Purdue, you know, one of those teams. Alabama, you never know what you're gonna get with them. You know, could they? Yes, they can go to Final Four, but they could lose. In, like I said, in the early rounds. So it's sort of one of those you know things where you just wanna, you know, there's a lot of teams that have a chance, have a shot to win you know, the championship and uh, like, you can't wait to kind of like get back into it. Houston could probably get in there too as well. They had, they had a taste of it a couple of years ago going to the final four. So it's definitely one of those things where you're, you're kind of like, okay, you know, who really has a shot to, to win this. And I think this is kind of cool in a way. We always talk about the big teams with Kansas, Duke, and North Carolina. North Carolina. Shout out PD Pablo. <laughs> but you, we always talk about those big time schools that usually are the first schools to have a uh, have the the best shot of winning the title. Mm-hmm. But I, I think in a way this is great for NCAA to have. This is a, a parody that you wanted. You have it now. I know Duke is a Duke good team this year. I know that Coach K will be hanging them up at the at the end of the season. We know that Hubert Davis is trying to keep uh, that North Carolina program afloat. I think they'll be better next year as he gets some of his, his mm-hmm. own guys in there. But yeah. this is a second year in a row in my lifetime that Duke and North Carolina are not mentioned out of people's mouths as the favorites to win it. Now, I think it's, it's a great thing. You, you need to have a, a change at the top of the garby once in a while. Well, I think Duke still – I think Duke has a shot, of course, you know, that being uh, Coach K's last season. I think they still got a shot to win. North Carolina, I, I mean, like you said, I think next year, I think this is sort of a leftover from, you know, from this year. He's got – you know, Hubert Davis got some big recruits, uh, big-time recruits coming in. So, next year I think will probably be the year. We'll see how John Shire does once he takes over at Duke. And But like I said, I mean, there are like a whole lot of teams you can probably say that have a legitimate shot. Like I said, there's a good 15, you know, 12 to 15 teams. And like I said, there's going to be some bubble teams that are going to have – May have something to say. Could a Murray State perhaps sneak in there? Could maybe look Vermont from the American East. I mean, could they perhaps maybe you know mm-hmm. make a nice little run? They've got a they only have four losses this year. Oh, Colgate, Colgate, they're back in the mix. You know, you got a lot of you know sleeper teams, especially in the smaller conference that could perhaps maybe be a potential Cinderella. So there's still a lot to be decided, a lot to be written. So a lot of things you know can and also uh, the, the Jackrabbits are back. Sandy at uh, the San, South Dakota State, they're Jackrabbits. You know, they they could probably <laughs> perhaps be 
going to be regular because should they get in from the Summit League? So there, there's a lot of, you know, teams. And then this one day I love about this time of year. Yes, it sucks because, you know, about uh, like maybe about, yeah, a couple, in about a month from now, college season will, will be over with. <laughs> but this is sort of what makes it, makes it great, though. You get to see the other predictability of it. That's probably the best part about it. Coming up, we'll have our continuing coverage of the NFL. Kyler Murray in the Arizona Cardinals. Are they headed for a divorce? And yours truly has a trade proposal for the Monsters of the Midway. We'll give our tribute to the late great head coach Dick Versace in our Black History moment to wrap up uh, the show for today. I'm and, Sid. Forget, and don't forget too, more sports media news. A lot of weird things. The NFL media carousel is continuing. <laughs> yes. <laughs> All that and more coming up right here on Second City Sports. We're live in the living color right here on Sports All Chicago. I'm Sid. That's Lakita. Don't move a muscle. AutomotiveMap.com presents the Sports Flash on the Sports Zone Chicago. Throws it foul line left. Got it. Got it. Foul. DeMar DeRozan with the hoop, the horn, and one. Bulls radio with the call. 112, 108 the win over the Hawks last night. Chicago 39 and 21 with the win. DeMar DeRozan 37 points, six rebounds, three assists. Nikola Vukovic with a double double. Nice night for Zach Levine with 20 points. The Bulls host the Grizzlies tomorrow night. Chicago on top of the Eastern Conference by a half game over the Heat. Wins in seven of 10 and six in a row. The Blackhawks are winless in three. They're back at it tonight hosting the Devils. Chicago's last game was Sunday, a 5 2 home loss against Florida. College Chiefs last night, number 22, Ohio State with an 86 83 win at number 15, Illinois. The Illini are 12 and 5, second in the Big Ten, chasing Wisconsin and Purdue. They're both 13 and 4. For lightning fast sports updates, download the Score app. It's free and one of the most popular sports apps in North America. I'm Chuck Sanders. Dance the Sports Flash on the Sports Zone Chicago. Welcome to Allstate, where you can save just by being you. DriveWise and the Allstate mobile app gives you personalized driving feedback. And by adding it to your policy, you can save for driving safe just by being yourself. Allstate. Here, better protection costs a whole lot less. You're in good hands with Allstate. Click, call, or visit Allstate.com to save today. Not available in every state. Savings based on DriveWise and other safe driving discounts. Savings vary. Subject to terms and conditions. Allstate Fire and Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates Northbrook, Illinois. We've got a party of 10 coming in, and we need to flip those two tables. Leah's restaurant is fully booked night after night. Section 3 is still behind. She no longer has reservations about finally finding a hostess. Why doesn't 23 have menus? Oh, because they're in my hand. Indeed can help her hire great people fast. I need Indeed. Indeed you do. Instant Match instantly connects you with quality candidates whose resumes on Indeed match your sponsored job description. Visit Indeed.com slash credit and get $75 towards your first sponsored job. Terms and conditions apply. Welcome back to Second City Sports. We're live in the Living Color right here on, on the Monday edition, our last show for the month of February on Black History Month on Sports Zone Chicago. Sid Lakina here with you. If you have a question or comment for us during any of our topics uh, during today's two hour extravaganza, we have less than a half hour left. You can go to Sports Zone Chicago's Facebook page or Sports Zone Chicago on YouTube. Type in questions or comments in the comment section. Lakina will get them up on the screen for you. Lakina, we talked about this story last week as a bro, Kyla Murray. Uh, the quarter, star quarterback of the Arizona Cardinals. He played in his first playoff game this mm -hmm. past season before um, being defeated by the now Super Bowl champion Los Angeles Rams. Of course, he scrubbed all the Arizona Cardinals paraphernalia and pictures off his social media. Now things have 
have taken a turn for the worse. What do you have for us? Yeah, apparently uh, his agent wrote a very lengthy, uh, I guess, statement earlier this morning. I didn't read the whole thing because I just felt that it was, I was, you know, getting, you know, it, it just wasn't. And I kind of feel basically what he said, you know, the age, I should say, basically what he said was that he wants, you know, you know, Kyle to get his money, make sure he gets his cash and, you know, that he's you know, played a lot. You know, Eric Burkhart, who's uh, Kyler Murray's agent, he wrote. I, I didn't read the whole thing because, you know, it's it's long. You can read it. It's on social media, too. I know uh, Adam Schefter and Rappaport both have it. So feel free. He wants, you know, to – he wants to be an Arizona Cardinal. He wants to be but – he, but he wants to be played like it. So, you know, I guess his discipline is being, you know, pawned, you know caught into question. And, you know, it just is, it's just silly at this point. I, I'm kind of like – you know, th- look, there's a lot of questions about, you know, the team as, as a whole. You know, Steve Kime was a GM. And there was some, some question about some of his moves that he's made the last few years. Cleve Kingsbury is being, you know, thrown into question. It's not just Murray. I mean, that whole organization is being kind of, you know, being called into question because, you know, they, they, they had a, a big, you know, seat year. They were the, the, they were the only undefeated team for a couple of weeks, for a few weeks in the season. But then, you know, the last six weeks, they just ran out of gas and, you know, unfortunately, we saw what happened against uh, say Louis, I mean, uh, the the Rams. I mean, in that uh, divisional round, it just you know Kyler just you know he was being thrown around like a ride to hold that deck of Rams defense. So it's it's one of those things where you you're just like you know, you know what? I mean, hopefully, I'm sure they'll figure it out. But I just think it's silly that this is being you know being called out in front of all for everybody to listen to. It just seems a little bit silly. Yeah, and the way that uh, these players are going about it, I know they had the power of social media behind them. They can use that as a powerful tool, as we've seen, <coughs> excuse me, throughout these um, sport, uh, the across uh, uh, the sports landscape. But I think Calamar will eventually get his way. Now, will he say with the Arizona Cardinals? It, I don't know. It depends on how well they do it. Should they get back to the playoffs next season in a, uh, in a couple of years uh, ahead of that before his rookie contract runs out? So I think Calamur will eventually get his way. But as I said before in our last couple of episodes, I think he's getting bad advice from some of his handlers around around him. That's, that's, my, uh, that's just my that's just my what am I got telling me? Yeah, I think that's probably what it is too. And I think that's always been an issue for him. He was in Oklahoma, so you know, some people he was perhaps made thinking about you know playing baseball. And I just think his handlers are just not a very good, you know, just this isn't a very good you know showing. And again, we'll see. I'm sure they'll get it together eventually because usually this is what happens. Because if they don't pick up his fifth-year option, I'm sure they're going to put him on the franchise tag. You don't want to do that. So I'm that's sure a nightmare for players. Yeah, so I'm sure they'll. I'm sure they'll figure it out. I'm sure they'll. He'll get his money, and I'm sure. They, but I'm sure they're going to try to get to do conducive to the fact that they got to get more players, more O-line help, another you know secondary guy, a more deep, you know more you know um, front seven guy. So Arizona's got some you know holes they got to fill. So and I'm I'm mm-hmm. sure that you know we'll see if I'm sure they'll they'll take care of Kyler at some point, but we'll just have to wait and see. Before we get to our uh, NFL uh, media news that you have for us, Lakina, I just saw this on television on ESPN. Of course, you know that the NFL will be playing five games internationally next year, mm-hmm. including a couple in the UK in London. Uh, of course, one of those teams is the Green Bay Packers, and I just saw a picture. You go look for it on social media. It features head coach. Uh, Matt LaFleur and a couple of other the star defensive players left off that promo promo tweet, Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams. Well, if you saw the video from earlier this morning, they actually had, you know, Aaron Rodgers and, and Devontae Adams were actually pretty prevalent in that promo. So I mm-hmm. guess they want to kind of. I didn't see sure. that, obviously. 
Yeah, this is, this is like really early this morning. You probably got to go back to like 8.30 this morning, but uh, our time. But yeah, I mean, I think they want to kind of wait and see, you know, just in case. Sort of like, you know, the Abbey Road. That was like an Abbey Road sort of thing from the, the Beatles and, you know, the, mm-hmm. the, that album. Yeah. And, you know, we'll, we'll get into all, you know, we'll get too deep into it. That's basically what, that's sort of like a, a play from that. But I think they want to make sure that they want to end up with egg on their faces in case both those guys, one or both those guys don't come back. Talking about uh, Rodgers and Adams, so that's yeah. probably why they played it safe and just you know let's get Metal Four and a couple of defensive guys on there and just do it that way. But uh, yeah, I'm you know the NFL. I mean they they want to get back into Europe, you know, with everything you know supposedly getting back to normal. Um, also, to New Orleans will also be part of that that London series at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium and Jacksonville as well. Also, too, they're going to be uh, playing some games in Germany as well. Um, Arizona will. Uh, uh, or in Germany, in Munich, uh, Tampa Bay, who actually broke news themselves a couple, just about an hour ago. They're going back to the Creasicle uniforms for a little bit um, next season. So, ooh, okay. Because um, it was weird that they didn't have much success when they had the Creasicles. I mean, they went to the playoffs a couple of times in the uh, late 70s and in the 80s, but they really didn't get into it until they changed their logos and the colors. But I, I digress. Uh, also, Arizona, the aforementioned Arizona Cardinals will be playing that series in Mexico. So other teams and the you know, games will be decided mm-hmm. as well as the season you know, releases their uh, their uh, TV scheduling for 2022. But those are sort of like the like the main five for you mm-hmm. know th- that has been released already. Yeah, usually those schedules are released right after the NFL draft, so we'll be uh, looking out for that. So as as we mentioned before, the NFL. Uh, always keeps keeps their uh, their product in the headlines even during the offseason. And let's get to some more media news, Lakina. And it looks like uh, ESPN is trying to uh, – not ESPN, but Amazon's Amazon is trying to find Indian and find Indian every anybody to try to find to try to uh, um, break bread with them to call their Thursday night package. Yeah, they're now set their sights on uh, top college football analyst for ABC ESPN, Kirk Herbstreet. Now, he does have something in his contract where he can actually call NFL games, you know, in other entities. So, I don't know. But that's a lot of travel, though. I know his I know his boys are older. I think, like, three of them are now in college. So, I, it, that's, that's not really a factor. You know, his family is a lot older. But, yeah, that's still a lot of travel. And, you know, you got to prepare for uh, the Thursday night thing. You have to, you know, turn right around and travel, do game day, and perhaps do whatever, especially if the, if the – game day and the college the main college football the saturday night game or you know the game of the week is not in a different city that's a lot of travel so i don't know if you know, herbie would want to do that but you know someone said i forgot to get the tweet out but yeah somebody said like let's give some of the lesser guys a chance but you know i guess you know look amazon's trying to swing high they swung and miss on troy eggman they're trying to get al michaels to come in you know and such, and now there's another sites on here, Herb Street. So it's it's Amazon. They're they're trying, but it doesn't like they're succeeding so far. Yeah, and we talked about uh, on our show last Friday, like you know, it's like Fox will ha- will have a similar problem on their hands as well. They could go in house into who's going to be the uh, number one color guy next to next to Joe Buck. Will it be Sean Payton? I don't think it's going to be Sean McVay because he's going to return to coaching next year for the L.A. Rams. But will they go in-house or will they go to Sean McVay or uh, – not Sean McVay, Sean Payton, or will they go somewhere else that we haven't heard of before? Will it be a recent play that has retired? Who knows? But it's a big carousel going around the NFL broadcasting media. Yeah, and I, and I understand why ESPN did what they did, bringing in Troy Aikman. They want to mm-hmm. get those, those marquee games, especially with the new TV contract kicks in next season. You know, you got Troy Aikman, whoever they pair with, whether it's Al Michaels or Joe Buck or whoever – 
but you know they want to try to get mm-hmm. that more quality games and i get it you know like i said I, i'm sure they'll probably keep steve levy brian greasy and lewis rig in some capacity perhaps maybe do some of their college football you know games to be that that 1a 1b team with Herb Street and um with Chris Fowler. So this is a lot to figure out, but it's this is sort of exciting. I know that NFL offseason is exciting, but it's also too in the, in the media sense because with Eggman, you know, it has it's not official yet. It probably won't be official for maybe like another few weeks or so. But once that's official, you know, the dominoes are gonna start falling. And now there's a rumor out there that maybe they'll probably put Greg Ols Greg Olson for promote him to number two team with um with Joe Buck. You know, that's that's not that's not a bad idea, but it'll be interesting to see what they It'll be interesting to see what they what Fox does. You know, Fox got not a lot of depth of talent, so we'll see. But that's something they got to figure out. You listen to Second City Sports, the Monday edition, our last show for the month of February, right here on Sports on Chicago. We're live in Living Color. Sid Lakina are here with you as we talk about news surrounding the sports media world. Lakina, this comes to our good friends at Awful are announcing this. We didn't get a chance to talk touch on this last week, but NBA local ratings are up in the 21-22 season, led by the Warriors, Cavaliers, the 76ers. Our Chicago Bulls locally are doing well uh, in, in that group. Yeah, I mean, look, I mean, the Bulls are playing well, and, you know, if you win, they'll come, and that's mm-hmm. what they've done. And, look, I think him – look, I, I think that Adam Amin and – uh, Stacey and King, you know, do a great job together. I love their chemistry together. And yes, and you know, I think that's it also to the team's winning. So I think that helps the Warriors. That's the ultimate of, thing. Yeah. Yeah. The Warriors, of course, you know, excited as they are now that they're, you know, Clay's back on and, you know, everything else. And they're, they're still playing pretty well. Was it, was it like in Phoenix? Cause I, I'm sure Phoenix, I'm sure their race got to be up there too for the, the Suns. Yeah, I, f- I can't find that chart, but it, it was surprising to me that the Suns weren't as up there or, or, or near the top like the Bulls and the Warriors are. But just quoting part of this article, overall this season, total viewership on the on the regional sports networks is up 10% overall to 1.028 million viewers, uh, though up less impressive 5% when compared to the same amount of games. Last year's total viewership of 931,530 viewers continued a slide since the 2015-2016 season when the NBA's local viewership was at a reported 1.41 million viewers. The five highest rated local markets are Golden State, 7.3, Cleveland, 3.74, Philadelphia, 2.72 is going to go up now with James Harden being on the team. In Milwaukee, 2.61 million viewers. In Chicago, at 2.52 million viewers. Yeah, and also, still, Phoenix. Here's here's your answer, Lakina. Phoenix, uh, not traditionally a great market for the NBA. They are up 55 percent at at a 7.12 local rating. They're winning. That's why. I mm-hmm. think that's that's another probably the big reason why those rays are up. And also, the same thing with Cleveland. I think they're right. but I think Cleveland's a pretty has a they have a pretty loyal fan base. So. Yes. And they're yes. winning as well. So I know they've drank you know, a couple of, you know, for the first few games coming back from the break. But, you know, winning usually helps, you know, especially in the big cities. It's always better when Chicago and New York. I know New York's mm-hmm. Rays are kind of have fallen flat. So as the, 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 the Los Angeles Rays as well. So, you know, look, I, I think, like I said, I think, you know, winning helps. I think, you know, mm-hmm. the, the top five, I'm sure Philly, I'm sure those Rays will probably be up too once now that James Harden's, in, you know, in the full now. And, Look, we'll see Brooklyn's race. We'll see how their rings are once, you know, Durant comes back mm-hmm. and they're winning. So it'll be interesting, though, especially in this last, like, you know, month and a half of the season. And speaking of the New York Knicks, uh, their uh, their uh, games on MSG are up 21% to a 
1.43 local rating. It has increased 74% over the last two seasons. Of course, last year, the Knicks had a, a surprise this season. Ranked, uh, they, they finished at number four in the Eastern Conference playoffs before getting bounced by Atlanta in the first round. Of course, this year, they are struggling. But those fans are still coming out to their games, apparently watching them on MSG. I, I look. I think New York, <laughs> I think look, look. I mean, look. I think the Bulls. You know, their ratings were still pretty good too, even though when had they had their 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 some of their worst games. So mm-hmm. it's sort of one of those things where, like, I think people just watch it out of habit. So <laughs> it is what it is. Yeah, it is what it is. So there's your uh, sports media news for the for the day right here on Second City Sports, live in living color right here on Sports Zone Chicago. Lakina, before we get to our Black History fact to close out the show. Uh, one former coach passed away over the weekend, and his name was Dick Versace. For those of you old school Chicago sports fans like like us and older than us, you remember uh, th- you remember this name. Dick Versace uh, uh, passed away over the uh, weekend on February 25th. He was uh, he passed away at the age of 81. He was born in a, uh, he was born in Fort Bragg, North Carolina, on April 16th, 1940. Uh, he was the first. American of Puerto Rican descent to have coached in the National Basketball Association. Here's his coaching history um, from 1964 to 1998, 1965 to 1969, St. Joseph High School, 69 through 73, Gordon Tech, University of St. Louis, 73, 74, he was an assistant, Michigan State, 74 to 78, of course, the University of Bradley, 1978 to 1976. Of course, 86 through 88, uh, he was assistant on those be- early bad boys teams, the Detroit Pistons, under the late mm-hmm. head, great head coach Chuck Daly. Of course, uh, 1988 through 1990, he was the Indiana Pacers head coach, and he was a Milwaukee Bucks ex- assistant from 1996 through 1998. He was the three-time Missouri Valley regular season champion coach, 1980, 82, and 86. Two-time Missouri Valley Valley Conference Tournament Champion, 1980 and 1986. And he was the two-time Missouri Valley Coach of the Year, 1980 and 1986. Of course, Lakina, we remember him doing work, a great work on NBA radio back in the mm-hmm. day. And he was doing Turner Sports during their mm-hmm. NBA coverage. And he was on locally here on Channel 5, WMAQ TV uh, Chicago with the great Martin Jean Greco and John Kelly during those Bulls playoff games on mm-hmm. NBC. Oh, those were good times. I really enjoyed this analysis. Yeah, and also, if you remember, all you Bradley fans remember those three. Uh, they went to the tournament twice during his era. I believe Hersey Hawkins was a part of one of those. Yes. Teams, if I'm not mistaken. So, yes. you know, he coached, you know, some, he was a pretty good NBA uh, talent. Of course, you know, he went on to play about, like, about 10 years in the NBA. So he ended up having to start you know, 10, 12 years in the NBA. So, yeah. Percy Hawkins had a really solid career. You know, I think he was one of those guys. Look, he he broke the, the mold because he was the first coach of Puerto Rican descent to coach in the, in the NBA. And look, Gordon Tech, I think I think they won a state title during that time he was there. I'm not mistaken. Again, you gotta go all the way back. This is like going all the way back in the 70s. So like I don't I can't go that far back, but you know, he had a really good resume. And I think he, his analysis are really good, especially during those uh, Bulls championships where he was a big part of that. And Look, I, I look. I think he's. Uh, I was kind of shocked, you know, because I didn't hear about that. You know, there's no cause of death. You know, he was only 81 years old when he passed away, but he lived a very full life. You know, rich in basketball. If you heard some of the interviews that he did, he loved. You know, he lived and breathed basketball. So I know that uh, Bradley. I know that uh, Bradley did something for him, like last, you know, last week after when it happened. 
you know, it was not too long before that, after the, their game, before their game, when the news broke about his death. And it was one of those things where he coached in all levels. He was, was successful in all levels. He was a great analyst. He was part of the, the Turner's inception once they got into, really got going into the uh, the NBA coverage. Yes. So it was, you know, he definitely kind of, you know, trailblazed all around and was successful at all levels of his coaching. So he will be missed. You know, his, his downs were very simple, but also to the point. So yes. get this very simple. And he's definitely going to be missed by a lot of basketball, you know, old basketball junkies like us who who loved his analysis. He had that world-famous Q-tip hairstyle as well. Yes. I don't know if people made fun <laughs> of it. But uh, he brought it when it came to analysis, especially on um, Channel 5 locally here in Chicago, doing those Bulls championship runs. He was a no-nonsense guy. He totally he, – he, he was like – he was a poor man's version of the late Norvan Lear. He told it like mm -hmm. it was. He really didn't get into conversations with a whole lot of people unlike Norvan Lear, but uh, they were true to who they were. And they, uh, like you said, he made it simple like Kenny Smith does on TNT now. Mm -hmm. He made it simple where you can understand without insulting your intelligence. And I think what's, what many analysts are missing today, uh, we know that you played the game. We know you, you know the terminology of the, of the players that are going on. Just break it down for for the fans watching at home without insulting the fans' intelligence because they, they don't know the stuff that, that goes on behind the scenes like you do. Yeah, the complexities of it, he definitely you know, peeled the yeah. layers off a lot of that stuff. So, like I said, he kept it simple. I loved his hair. Like he said, the Q-tip hair. You know, I know that was the, that became his niche, though, too. And, you know, he said he liked it. So, that became, like I said, that, that became kind of his niche, like you said. So, he's definitely a guy that's going to be missed by a lot of, you know, basketball fans, from, especially from the 80s and 90s. Yes. Once, you know, you know, cable started becoming more readily available and once everything else started kind of falling into place, you know, TNT started doing the, the basketball NBA, NBA coverage and such. So he was really good at that. Yeah, and also did some Atlanta Hawks games too on TBS. Mm -hmm. Of course, in the 90s, they went back and forth. I'm talking about TBS between um, a, a broadcast a certain a number, the small amount of Hawks games. And then, of course, later in the 90s, they went back to the NBA. He was part of the Atlanta Hawks coverage on TBS as well. So he did a great job. So... Dick for says you will be you will be missed and your your legacy will live on forever. Lakina, let, let's end on a high note with our Black History moment of mm -hmm. uh, for our last show for Black History Month. You're gonna love this just like everybody else is gonna love this. If you're a big fan of music, a big fan of the history of music, you should mm -hmm. know this album. Whether you're our age, older, slightly younger, you've heard of this. This album has been referenced in pop culture from. Uh, many times over and I saw something regarding the commercial of this artist that I posted on my Insta stories the other day. I'm talking about the late great Michael Jackson, the Thriller Ooh. album from 1982 <laughs> going into 1983. Yes, sir. -y. They just Let's, celebrated the anniversary of the release of that last night. So yes. yes. it has been what, 37 years since mm -hmm. Jesus, oh, yes, the greatest Ooh. talent album of all time, no matter what anybody else says, is an official <laughs> statistic. The greatest uh, selling album of all time. Well, with some of the name, some of the songs that album, you, uh, most of us know, but for some of you that don't know, now you know. Mm -hmm. Want to be starting something classic, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. baby, be mine. Yes. The girl is mine. The dog old girl is mine. Feature uh, Paul McCartney. Paul McCartney but, yep. Yes, for all you steppers out there. Yeah, yes, so all you steppers yeah. out there, and it's a great music video to that as well. Of course, Thriller, another mu great music video as well. Beat It, another ah, great yes. music video as well. Billie mm -hmm. Jean, that mm -hmm. was the first video that got played on MTV, on MTV. as far as a black yep. male solo yep. artist. 
already black, time. already black artists in general. Because if you remember, if you go back to some of those early eighties, you know, MTV once it you know became it, it became they did not play they they played mostly rock music and you know mm-hmm. that, that type of music and pop music. They didn't show a lot of black artists, and he kind of broke the mold. So remember that, folks. Yeah, remember the first black group overall was played on MTV was Shalimar. The first black yes. man, the uh, solo artist was Michael Jackson. That was the mm-hmm. uh, Billie Jean video. Yes. Uh, Human nature, of course. If you guys know your music from the '90s, from the '90s, SWV, SWV sampled that. They sampled that. Yep. Also, to PYT, Pretty Young Thing, great party record right there. Mm-hmm. And the uh, Lady in My Life for all you late night heads out there. They, they, that became another signature song from this album later on in his career. So, we pay a tribute to the late great Michael Michael Jackson to wrap up our tribute for Black History Month right here on Second City Sports on Sports on Chicago. The great won, Michael Jackson thriller. Yeah, it won like multiple like Grammys. It won like American Music Awards and basically yes. whatever. Just about every award you can think of. That 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 album is almost 40 years old. Now it'll be 40 years, 40 years old next year. So geez. I know. Just as like, old as us. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It makes your head spin there. But uh yeah, yeah, very nicely done. Said a great way to cap off Black Thank History you. Month with our little FYIs here for you folks. Uh, we still got a few more minutes. Said anything else sort of you know catches your attention before we disperse? Uh, just real quick, uh, before we close it out, going back to the Michael Jackson, I was watching a documentary. I forgot which documentary was. There's been so many done on him over the years. But they interviewed uh, his mother, Catherine, and she said, remember Michael Jackson's first solo album, off the wall, which re- which was released in 1979, it had trouble gaining momentum on the pop charts. It did well mm-hmm. on the R&B uh, R&B charts, but yeah. uh, it didn't win as many awards as he thought he would be. He, he, uh, his mother said, um, Michael Jackson told her and told other people that next year when I come back to these award shows, I'm gonna win them all. And of course, that next year was the Thriller album, which came out in late '82, <laughs> early '83. Of course, as you mentioned, he swept all the awards, the Grammys. Uh, the American Music Awards, any other award shows that were out at the time. He won all the major categories uh, for that album. Of course, the Soul Train Awards weren't out back then. They came out late. Uh, that's, of course, you know, that war show uh, got created and started uh, in 87. But all the major award shows, uh, any award, he was just a man at that time. And it was a great album. Yeah, I think that's sort of, you know, I think I don't think any other album has touched that album, especially with the commercial success and perhaps yes. even the, the award success, too. Multiple yes. songs, you know, were in the top 10. I think like half of them were like number one. You know, yes. Some cases were multiple for multiple weeks. So, yeah, I think for all those folks who want to say that, oh, he's not the one of the best ever, I think, you know, y'all need to go back and listen to that album because. You can mm-hmm. see why a lot of those songs became big hits and one like, you know, some people even joke that during those, you know, next year's, you know, that next year's Grammys and American Music Awards, you know, basically called it, well, Michael, you know, wasn't it nice of Michael Jackson to invite everybody for his uh, awards invitation or something like that? Exactly. So, <laughs> so, you know, it was just you know, hilarious. But yeah, so it was definitely, you know, and also too, if you guys get a chance, check out the, uh, I, I'm, I'm sure they're going to repeat at some point, Unk Sun, they're going to be dedicating uh, they dedicate music to like the eight, the seventies, and the eighties. I, I don't know. They're gonna I saw part of it last night. I gotta yeah. watch uh, the rest I of it. Watch but that. The, the, the few minutes I saw the ones on the eighties, uh, on the, the decade of the eighties, uh, it, it was very good. Of course, next week, and we'll remind you guys again on Friday. But next Sunday on TV One, uh, the new season of Unsung will begin with yes. Soul for Real. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I've been looking forward. To, oh, I can't. I already got that day recorded. I've been looking forward to that one. Yeah. I hope you know. Hopefully, they're doing well. I know because we've been. I've been clamoring for them to you know be on Unsung, so hopefully mm-hmm. you know hopefully they're doing well. I can't wait to watch that. Yeah, I've never recorded. 
<laughs> yeah, so look out for that. But I will be watching the because last night they aired the decade of the seventies and the decade mm-hmm. of eighties. Like I said, I yes. saw a few minutes of the decade of the eighties, and from what I saw, it was very good. They, they, they just didn't talk about the music, even though the music was a central thing. But they talked about what was going on uh, society-wise at that time. Right. Of course, with the Central Park Five and the uh, the crack epidemic and uh, things along that line. Yeah, they kind of did a kind of a meal. I was a little surprised they didn't do like any more like TV because that was sort of when you know the however you feel about the Cosby Show now and then such you know mm-hmm. other other TV shows that kind of took off thanks in part to the Cosby Show and you know different yeah. world and and that and all in that you know that family but yeah but but I can't wait like I said you know I can't wait to watch it like I said they would kind of we went a little serious with some of the stuff with the hairstyles and the other things that went on so mm-hmm. but but even still nonetheless but. You know, it, it, I'm sure you know they did a really nice job as they usually do on Unsung. So it's a fun film, but uh, yeah, yes. it's gonna be very interesting. But uh, yeah, I can't wait for the new season Unsung this season. They got some great artists. They're gonna be you know profiling. So you guys make sure you guys check that out on TV One. I'm sure they'll they'll repeat. It, I'm sure just just check mm-hmm. over the listings. You know your TV area now. Your last our last one before we uh before we take off. Said uh Patrick Kane's uh showing that he still got it. He had a hat trick a couple of nights ago. Um, yep. and also too, also Brandon Hagel also had a hat trick as well. Um, the first time that a Hawks team has done that had a first pair hat trick since 03. So, you know, the second this year, uh, of course, next to Pittsburgh. So, and it looks like they're on their way of naming a new GM. Um, so yeah, hopefully maybe this will be the start of maybe things turning just your rookie words. Don't say another freaking word. That's all I'm going to say. I'll say this by the new Hawks uh, management team. Also to John Weideman, the radio voice of the Chicago Blackhawks. Uh, his workload will be cut back next year, so he mm-hmm. won't be doing the radio full time, unfortunately. Uh, I know with new people coming in, they want their own new uh, personalities, uh, things along Younger, that line. Of course, we yeah. know that this is Pat Foley's last season, but uh, I'm just shaking my head. Like I said, John Wyman is one of the best uh, radio mm-hmm. uh, hockey radio voices uh, in the NHL. And uh, for the way they're doing him, the way they're doing Pat Foley is just ridiculous. I'll leave it at that. Yeah. Leah, look, I get it. You want to like younger, you know, talent. And like I said, we're not. And if you do have young talented people over there, that's the thing. You can't knock your talent, but just the way they're going about it. The way they're treating the older guards, you know, like exactly. Foley's and the John Wyman's. I mean, I love, you know, the, that that call when he called those three Stanley Cups for the Blackhawks, it's some of the best. Yes. And I, I especially that weird goal, the first one with Kaner, I don't think they still, I don't think they still, they found that puck yet. You know, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I, I mean, uh, it just, I, I don't know. Like, I, you can try, wrap, wrap us up, wrap us up, wrap us up. Yeah. <laughs> you can follow yours truly uh, on the Twitter and the IG at CK80. Once again, at CK80, that's S-I-D-K-I-D-8-0. That's S-I-D-K-I-D-8-0. You follow me at Kena McGee on the Twitter and at Kena Scrum McGee on the IG. Make sure you download that Sports Zone Chicago app wherever you get your apps. Make sure you follow Sports Zone Chicago on all social media platforms, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. Make sure you subscribe to War on Anchor to catch the Second City Sports Podcast. And you can follow War Media at WARR Media on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. Thank you very much in advance for your support. Like, share, subscribe, and tell your friends. Make sure you catch Second City Sports every Monday, every Friday, live at 11 color, noon to 2 p.m. Central Standard Time, right here on Sports Zone Chicago. One more again, as you young mm-hmm. folks would say. Catch Second City Sports live and in living color every Monday, every Friday from noon to 2 p.m. Central Standard Time, right here on Sports Zone Chicago. 
And, you know, guys, yeah, I know it's starting to warm up here, folks. So, but still, you know, I keep warm up, everybody. And look, I know they lifted uh, the mask mandates and such, but I'm still wearing my mask. So please still wear your mask, folks. Respect you know? each other whether you wear a mask or not. Yeah, wash your hands. And like, yes. like Sid said, be good to each other. For Sid, I'm like Kansas with Second City Sports on Sports Note Chicago. And we'll be, you know, doing more stuff coming up this month. So we'll stay right, you know, so you guys better stay right there. And uh, we'll see you Friday. Doppels, holla. <laughs>